What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 36. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing, Addie Oye, Junior. The new face of video games in my new apartment. Welcome. Whoa, Welcome, everybody. look at this. I see yeah. what I got. What do we got here now? We got a... Get a head head. Get, like getting everyone all excited and he's going to act like, oh, why are people texting or, or tweeting at me? Like, got a, got a new this, TV. Huh? It's just like, I didn't. TV. I just didn't expect the tweets. Uh, I want to give a shout out. A new TV? First, no, it's the same TV. It's okay. the same TV. TV right. Why'd you say new TV then? You know why you lying to us immediately? Yeah, lying? Oh, did I, I say new TV? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty I, sure I, I did. Just that off reflex. My bad. But mm-hmm. I do want to give a shout out to. Um, I am gonna get a new TV at some point. Yeah, you are. Uh, okay. It's gonna be 4K. Yeah, because I don't have a 4K TV. Even though the Xbox Series S apparently doesn't output 4K. Is that and, what you like, want? If that's the case, I mean, honestly, I might get the the Series S. Like it seems like a good deal. It seems like less space than the Series X. Sure. I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but I, that announcement. Well, we're talking a lot about Xbox today. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I do want to give a shout out to Kevin because Kevin helped me out during the weekend with my move. Round of applause. Kevin killed it. Uh, helped me get my my office chair from the office, and so there's sure. one less chair there. Uh, helped me set up my desk. Helped me get my my dresser halfway done. Uh, did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and so shout out to anytime, Kevin. Dude, I really anytime, appreciate anytime. that. Anytime. Yeah. Um, got a little. You got the GameSpot Play for All poster up back yeah, there too. Yeah, got the got the Play for All poster. I'm still like in decoration mode. High. Kevin was you know I mean? Kevin was suggesting. I mean, I can put a, it's it's high for the camera, but like in my room, it's not a regular. Yeah, I height, know, but like know? let's let's face it. Like, does your regular room matter, or is it the camera's view that matters? You know what I'm saying? If you I mean, went like this, or if you went like this, arms length. How many uh, arms lengths from the door are you? Because I see your closet oh. over there. Uh, well, like the door is kind of pushed in from the wall where my closet is. Uh huh. Like, are we talking one arm? Or are we talking about like full arm span, like wingspan? I don't know. Like, if we're talking Wait, about why one would arm- you? Why would you be like wingspan? Which, just so you know, bless is equal to your height. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, really? Body metrics there. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, I'm getting a. I got yeah. a message from Barrett, and I see in chat that I'm blown out. Yeah, what do I you do? are. Can you lower it on the back? Just lower the dial a little bit. My gain. Yeah. Sure. If it isn't that, it's somehow the settings. Waka, in... waka, waka, waka. Hey, it's me, Greg Probably Miller, two, talking to you. Two, yeah, you sound better. Two arms away. Okay. Like, do I sound good? I sound better. Be- uh, blessing? We will get to your arms in a second. No, this is important. Two and a half arms. Just say five, six feet. It's six feet away, Greg. He's six feet from a door. Yeah, I like it when right. people say as the, cr- as the crow flies. No. No one says that except for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. No, you haven't? No, do you watch any of our content? Mean? He says that every once in a we while. Have content? I don't say that a lot. I don't say that a lot. That's not a Greg Miller turn of phrase. <laughs> mm. But the idea of blessing is like if you, I was like, how how far from your office is it to, you know, the, uh, from you know, the office of the house, right? And you'd be like, well, as the crow flies, meaning in a straight line, it's only two miles or whatever. But if you have to take oh. like winding roads or whatever, it turns oh. out to be seven miles. Apart. Speaking but speaking I mean, of crows, if a if a crow is here flying, we go. Here comes the transition. <laughs> if oh, a crow is flying in San Francisco, they're probably gonna hit a wall or something because it is dark out there. When are we gonna When are we gonna acknowledge that was a good transition, right? It was a good one. It was a, good tra- was a great transition. Sure. When are we gonna acknowledge that we're in the end times? Like it's 
we're gonna die soon, right? Like it's it, it's it, dark it, out think, there. It seems like it. I, I mean, you waking up today, yeah, and you looked at it, it, as soon as I like cracked an eye and I was like starting to move. Jen's like, holy shit, look outside. And I looked and it's just, if you're not, if you're listening later, if you're watching later, if you're in another part of the country, obviously the wildfires out here on the West coast uh, have been uh, wreaking havoc with San Francisco. Uh, you know what last week in the week or week before that, even uh, smoke was super bad here with ash falling and, and breathing conditions. Uh, now it's up super high. So it's literally blotting out the sun and the, yes. it looks like the blood moon rises from fucking Zelda out there and do, or Dune or whatever, goofy sci-fi yeah. video game reference you want to make it is incredibly depressing blade runner 2049 to it wake up and turn on all the lights and then play video games out here and have it feel like i'm doing this at 10 o'clock at night when in reality right now as we record this it's 11 57 in the morning yeah it's almost noon in my living room it's just like straight up dark with the blind, yeah, but, see, at least with but your bedroom actually looks like it's tricking it into being a normal day, whereas yeah. mine does look like i'm streaming at midnight or something i mean if i well, turn off my my key light no yeah bless just yeah, it's dark. Turn on it's dark. The, the, the light, but then turn off that side light. Oh, I think you t- changed the I'll turn off the side light. Look look at the difference, Greg. Look at that. See? And then turn turn on that side light again. Yeah, the hey. side light makes it look like there's right? light coming through your window. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that oh, with you. I see. Yeah. Now that was my next quicker. question. We've we've covered you know, two and a half arms length from the door. Great. But over there you got is it are those Venetian blinds? Or do we have a giant yes. wall of windows? Do you have a balcony? What's now, going on? Now the kids over there? can't see it, just so no. you know. Oh, sorry. Uh, Kevin, please uh, move Blessing Like You Do and expand it out to show them the Venetian blinds that are there. There you go. You're no, doing it the other way, way, actually. I think. Yeah, yeah. Way. It's a mirror image, yeah, I understand. They're there. You see them yeah. right there. Yeah, right. so yeah, behind yeah. that is a, is a window. If I open the blinds, you actually can't see the window. And I actually, I very much am not showing the window because the window is cracked and they refuse to fix it for whatever reason. Oh, and, uh, wait, and wait, this wait, is wait, as you move in. This is, you you move, you chose to move into this place. Yes. And you said, before I sign the lease, will you fix the window? And they said, no. And yes. you said, all right. Now, I, bless, bless. Did that I conversation mean, happen? We all know this is San Francisco. I have very limited options in terms of like by what how i pick and choose oh the bottom is falling out brother you don't have to worry about that <laughs> they, they would have been over backwards actually, did you actually ask someone about the fixing the window yeah yeah and they were like we have no plans of fixing the window and i was oh, like oh shit a great apartment so <laughs> there's also like a thing in the fr- like the one, the one of the bottom door- drawers in the fridge it straight up just like cracked and i was like hey are you guys gonna fix that and they're like eh, we googled some replacements and couldn't find anything and i was like so are you gonna fix it and they're just like and I was, was like, Googled. okay, well, if there's another apartment where somebody moves out, can I just steal the one from their apartment? And they're like, oh, they had different fridges. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? How are they different? Whatever. Like, it's, whatever. Like, it's a good deal on the apartment. And so I'll take what I can get. But hey, it ain't perfect. You know, I never claimed for it to be perfect, but I'm here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO, your weekly PlayStation podcast where Blessing and I get together and nerd out about all things PlayStation. You come and hang out and we have a great time. Shout out to everyone who's watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames as we record it. Usually watching live as we record a show uh, is relegated to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where, of course, you can get the show ad-free. You can be part of the show. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do. However, with the holiday and a much-needed vacation day for a blessing, we are already late into the week. And as you know, uh, the clock is ticking, as we will talk about soon on PlayStation announcing what the hell the release date and price is for the PlayStation 5. So we figured in our best interest just to record the show on on Twitch today, get it up immediately. The ad-free post-show version on uh, Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games will come a bit 
later. Remember, if you don't have Bucks to Toss Our Way, it's no big deal. Usually, you can catch us recording the show live, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, Monday afternoons. But you can always get it for free Tuesday on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Of course, there's ads. There's no post-show. You don't get to hang out with the cool kids like Amy Gills over on Patreon. But you understand the rigmarole. Uh, housekeeping for you before we get into the meat and heart of the matter here. Uh, we're doing a huge Predator Hunting Ground stream tomorrow. That's Thursday. You can catch it. Uh, you can catch us playing for four hours starting at 1 p.m. Pacific tomorrow on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We will uh, see uh, how Blessing's uh, skills are. He, of course, last time we oh, did a Predator stream, he challenged me as the best Predator, and then we promptly stopped p- playing Predator on stream. So now we're back, and how is he going to do? That's the big question. Do you still would have you be, this stuff? Would you be shocked if I told you that I've been practicing this whole time daily, been like logging in hours on Predator. I almost have the platinum. I was gonna say there'd be nothing I love more if we started a game and you were one, you were at level cap at one fifty, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I never stopped." Find awesome. out tomorrow. Uh, be like our Patreon producers too, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo. Uh, get healthy with Hiram at gmail.com, which I still fucking adore that he did that. Hey, Bodybuilder. I don't know. Google it. As I go, you Google get healthy right. with Hiram and find out what you can find for me. Uh, Tom Bach, skin tight salmon. Jeffrey, peep, 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 pee long. Julian, the gluten-free gamer. Sancho West Gaming and James Hastings. Uh, today we're brought to you by We Have Cool Friends. But before we get to that, what did you find out about getting healthy with Hiram? So I misspelled Hiram. Miller, you're, okay. st- uh, you're still a little blown out. I asked you that earlier and you, and you just wanted to keep making your jokey jokes. Greg, we fi- I thought we had fixed it. So is this better? Is this better? What's up? What's up? What's up? That that does sh- sound better. Okay. Are we this sure? Is- are we the sure spelling what? is correct for Hiram in, in the his in the, yeah. I mean that's what Joey Noel gave us here. I'll just email Hiram. His, and I'm gonna, uh, Hiram, the, I don't know if you're watching live, but here we go. Email and I'm gonna say. And the subject line is explain yourself. Because there is a channel on YouTube uh, called Hiram. H Y R A M instead of the U, and they have 3.5 million subscribers. No, yeah, and and like their videos nice. are things like does drinking water give you perfect skin, and it is like a lot of like health stuff, how to find your skin type. It's it's a lot of skincare stuff from Hiram. Not okay. high, not there's not only, with you. There's only a. three videos, right? I sent out the email. Subject line: Explain yourself. No, Body: different. What yeah, are you Hir- on about? Hiram, there's like a lot. A lot of makeup stuff. So they're a makeup YouTuber is what I'm is what I'm figuring out about Hiram. Not our Hiram, but not a Hiram. Hiram. Yeah. But like, hmm. Oh, I, I feel see. like you gotta change but, the brand up. Well the Hiram with a U, the way he spells it, is a, a like there is a YouTube video. They have three videos and one subscriber. Oh, so that's a different per- person. That can't well, I mean, be. Our I think Hiram, this right? is our Hiram. Oh that Well don't get you sad gotta, for I him. think you gotta no, I mean, but I feel like you got to rebrand because it's gonna be hard to to yeah. If someone uh, already has Hiram, but if, if somebody if already has a similar name, enough name, if that's your doing name, doing a close, yeah. But if there's like, a, like I don't know, if there's another blessing that's also doing doing things pretty well. What well, your dad? I can. Yeah, but I'm more famous. Yeah, your than my dad. dad yeah, you know? yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm killing it. My dad. My dad's not on my level. Let's be honest. I don't here. think wow. that's true. Isn't he a published author? That like he, he is. Is. <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. Doing really well. <laughs> he also runs like an orphanage and a clinic and a bunch of stuff in Nigeria. Like a nice uh, guy. But like he doesn't do gaming stuff, is what I'm saying. Like this Hiram is close enough to the other Hiram in terms of like the the the. the okay, well, okay, I'm looking at the videos now from but, our Hiram. But who like, has stuff about their he did, if he did do, no, video this games, is our he Hiram. Would probably do it. You're better. sure? 
You I have to I mean? imagine because their channel literally is Get Healthy with Hiram. I'm searching through Patreon Relationship Manager, and I can't find this either way. So I don't know what what scam yeah. Joey's doing. Joey's taking money under the table to get people's email addresses into this. Joey, you, you we talked about this. You said we'd split it. I just didn't expect this from Joey. You know what I mean? I, I DM'd you the link to Hiram. Really? Here. After yeah. the, the pet store thing? Right. She did steal a bunch of money and spend it at a pet store we didn't know about. I guess it is different enough, though, because Hiram Hi Hi is all about makeup. Hiram, our Hiram, Hiram, is all about their health health Not, journey. And it's also important that uh, our Hiram, get healthy with Hiram here, is just started. It has three videos up. Started posting three weeks ago, so we're here on the journey. You know what I mean? It seems yeah. like. Yeah. No, like we're here on on the come up, which I appreciate. I'm gonna right, I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe. The second thumbnail. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Very intriguing. The pants he's holding up are very big. Yeah. You know. That's actually very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Now, when I do get healthy with Hiram in in Twitter, I don't find anything. So that's that's you gotta fix that. Hiram, you gotta expand. You gotta expand to multiple. Let's uh, begin the show media. with what is and forever will be the topic of the show. Stop! 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 Blessing, Greg. Are you aware that the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series? Oh, hold on, Joey. Joey's calling with Hiram explanations. Join while you're live on uh, uh, PS I Love You XOXO, and we need you to explain where you're getting this money from, why you're how, what backroom deals you're doing here. Listen, I'm very busy during quarantine, mm -hmm. doing whatever I can. Mm -hmm. First of all, what Blessing's looking at is a TikTok skincare person. Wait, are, is Hiram from TikTok? The, oh, hold on. The popular Hiram you were looking at, Hiram, is from TikTok. Yes, Blessing. And then we're looking at Hiram. Who's that? Correct. That's the guy on Patreon. Why do you find it interesting that when I Google on both Patreons with the email address you provided, I don't find it, meaning that you're siphoning money and taking backroom deals for Patreon? How much did you make <laughs> off of this deal? Listen, let me tell you, they got rid of the main manager thing, and it's really hard to find now. So you have to go through all the filters at the top. And is it easy to use? Not really. Okay. But it is there. I wish I was. Well, I don't want to say I wish I was stealing money because that doesn't sound crazy. That doesn't. That doesn't. That isn't what you want on the record. I just want you to know that I am just sticking with my. Uh, I'm also innocent in the Kevin went to jail episode thing. Sure, I didn't have anything to do with that either, even though it does have my name attached. But I did nothing illegal. I did nothing illegal. I didn't I go to jail. That was it's a hypothetical situation. I need to start listening to our comments. All right, Joey, right. yeah, I gotta go. Bye. I don't know what this is. Uh, Hiram has 6.1 million followers on TikTok. Is he healthy? And cool hair. I mean, I don't know if he's healthy. Wait, right. so uh, what my confusion is, is that Hiram on TikTok also get healthy with Hiram, but they spell no, it differently. That's, See, that's, that's where my confusion came from. Yeah, Hiram I gotcha. is, the, is the makeup dude. Same with YouTube. Has millions of subscribers on both. Hiram is on YouTube. Blessing, Our are guy. you aware that the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X have prices, release dates, and are official? What's an Xbox? You know what they are. You were just talking about getting one. <laughs> yes, I do know. Uh, this is obviously news that has been breaking all week long, obviously. Uh, on Monday, right, it was a whole bunch of stuff started leaking and images dropped of the Xbox Series S over uh, Monday to Tuesday. Tuesday, Xbox actually confirmed it, put out their video, and then today, Xbox came out uh, uh, big dick swinging and said, Xbox Series X, $499, Xbox Series S, $299, release date November 10th, pre-orders September 22nd actually giving all the information we would need to know about this correct bus correct that all sounds right 
The topic of the show you put in here and that I love is, has PlayStation lost the price war? What do you mean? So this is actually something that uh, I was inspired for talking with the show this episode because I was going through some websites trying to figure out, like, what is the talk on the PlayStation side of things? And uh, Sammy Barker from Push Square has an interesting article that is a reaction uh, to everything that's happening. This is this is written as the rumors were coming out, and so not even after like the official reveal of the Xbox Series X and its price. But once that factors in, I think that makes this even more interesting. The article that Sammy Barker wrote was an article car- called uh, "Reaction: PS5 Price Under Scrutiny After Disruptive Xbox Series S Reveal." He writes. Sony's yet to announce the PS5 price, but is going to have to, to execute whatever it's been planning flawlessly after overnight revelations. With the Xbox Series S's announcement this week, Microsoft's entry-level console costs $299.99, or an even more affordable 249 euros in the, in the UK. The company's been relatively smart keeping the specifics to itself. We still don't know how the actual hardware compares to the PS5 or Xbox Series X, but a trailer trailer confirms that it'll upscale to 4K and will include a 512 gigabyte SSD hard drive. While that storage number... I was going to say, this was written, obviously, before the Xbox Series X uh, uh, release day pre-order stuff dropped today because now there is the actual spreadsheet. Here's what's going on and the differences between them. Exactly. Uh, And then they continue, while while, while that storage number seems small, it's perhaps worth remembering that the PS5 only comes with an 825 gigabyte SSD hard drive, albeit an ultra-fast customized version. We're going to have to get used to deleting and reinstalling games, we reckon. And then they go, they, actually, no, they do, have, they do continue here. Uh, what, does this, what does this all mean then? Well, Sony has, quote, lost the price war. That's for sure. Microsoft is being aggressive here. And while we're unlikely to understand the full extent of the compromises for a few more weeks at least, the reality is that both models of the PS5 are going to be more expensive. There's simply no way, with the kind of hardware it's offering, that the Japanese giant is able to, to get anywhere close to, to, to $299.99 with its next-gen console. As a, as a result, it's going to need to demonstrate meaningful differences. Uh, and so, Greg, yeah, I want to flip that question on you. Has PlayStation sure. lost the price war? <sighs> I don't. I mean, I, oof, it's a, such a tough question. I guess on paper, yes. I would say, I think the war is the console war, the next generation war. And I think this is the first battle of it. And I think in terms of a price battle, yes, I think they've lost that. I don't think that, you know, right now, I guess this is an interesting part, place to start. Where do you think PlayStation 5 with a disk drive is going to end up, Blessing? What with do you drive? think the price, what, what's the price point going to be on that for you? $500 probably. Yeah, that's I, my, I, that's my prediction slash hope as well i think mm-hmm. that's it i know yesterday on games daily imran was having this conversation with me he was thinking it could even go to uh with a disc drive that's the one that's 550 without a disc drive that's the one that's 500 and then I'm you're sure, only getting a 50. i'm sure that's where the conversation has been for them because we've been talking a lot about the game of chicken that both these companies have been playing over the last sure. few months as we've been getting closer to launch and trying to figure out what what these launches are going to look like with the state of the world uh, that we're in and how all that stuff kind of factors and plays together. Because you imagine that, you know, when we're from home and everything hits, that's when PlayStation and Xbox are both like, all right, we got to be more careful with how we price these things because people people come fall are probably not going to have as much disposable income. Um, but yeah, like with the game of chicken they're playing, I imagine Xbox Series X coming out and being like, hey, $500, that then uh, puts playstation in an interesting predicament as far as how they want to price things because i'm sure with what we've heard about how much components components cost and all that stuff 
mm-hmm. PlayStation would have liked to go higher because the hardware is expensive. They do want to make money off of it. Of course. Um, and, I, and I forget the exact numbers because I think this first started getting reported in like March, April. But I believe like what four four fifty would have been taking like a slight loss, whereas five hundred would have been making um, a, a slight profit and, and this was the thing where there was i think 479.99 was one of the things yeah. that was getting kicked around at that time exactly and so like i think at this point yeah like you put that thing out at 500 because i i think putting it out above 500 like above the xbox series x would be a mistake no matter how you cut it that yeah. that just be like that'd be a loss on on the playstation side of things yeah i think it's such an interesting corner everybody's been painted into here and i was i guess i shouldn't say surprised but i was caught off guard by the industry-wide reaction to xbox series s and how universally praising and how this is going to be a great entry point and how all these different things are in terms of the 299 price point the only real difference right being resolution isn't that the big thing people have talked about where it's yeah. that and then it's, it's what it's um, upscaled 4k instead of native 4k yeah and when you run through the comparison chart they put out there right like they have the same cpu uh you're taught so when you start talking it's a hard drive difference obviously of you know mm-hmm. what is it the 512 is that right what it is versus the one, one terabyte for xbox series x like that's when you're having this interesting conversation about it and i don't know playstation and xbox are still going in two different directions when it comes to messaging and playstation 5 being the next generation this is a console generation this is the uh, us iterating on it and moving to this giant next step i still think is what is traditional and what is understood and what they want to drive home with the haptic feedback what they want to drive home with the 3d audio what they want to drive home with miles morales and insomniac and uh, ratchet and clank Whereas for it to be the Xbox ecosystem and Xbox Series S and all that jazz, I don't understand right now what the message is between recruiting new members of the Xbox family, getting people to switch over from being a PlayStation, you know, PlayStation 4, obviously having such juggernaut numbers this year and and dominating this generation, having them switch from PlayStation 4 to Xbox Series S or Xbox Series X, but move to the Xbox family. Game Pass is what they've been standing on xbox series s and the affordable price point on it and like what we've talked about before with uh, these um payment plans they've been really driving home at launch here and yeah. talking about it i think that all works and gets you in there but does that stand up to playstation being like spider-man ratchet and clank you know whatever comes from naughty dog next time ghost of tsushima 2 uh, days gone 2 whatever they want to toss in their first party studios PlayStation's first parties are such a much more known quantity. PlayStation 4 having this uh, success it had in this generation leads to people being an ecosystem and maybe starting something like Avengers or playing Destiny already on there and having, granted, I know there's cross stuff for that, but like having your ecosystem have roots already and what does that look like going into it and does this price point and then the real sacrifice being what we're talking, you were talking about at the top of the show of like, well, I just don't even have a 4K TV, so do I care about it? Yeah, I mean, do you think that Xbox truly needs to stand up against that, though? Like, in in terms of what PlayStation is and the ecosystem and uh, first party in the games, I I this kind of takes me back to the argument we were having last week or last episode about uh, do they should they delay the consoles, right? And my whole yeah. argument for like at the end of it, I kind of stood on no, but my whole argument for yeah is this fall, what is the main reason to get a new console? Like I don't think there is much of one, right? On the PS, honestly, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
like, on the PlayStation side of things, like there's Miles Morales, and that's about it, right? In terms of yeah. why do I need to show up for a new console? But if you, if you remove that, if you remove the fact that there's no Halo Infinite coming this fall, I could wait for a new console. Like I don't, I don't feel compelled to go out and get one. That's it's, the biggest. It's it's why this generation and why 2020 and why this baton pass is so fucked up right now. Mm-hmm. In that it is both of these consoles are saying, "Hey, it's the it, and I know they're not, but they are. Hey, this is like your iPhone or your whatever smartphone you have. This is the new model. It's going to run what you already do better, and there's going to be cool shit coming for it eventually. And so then you get into this big question of does anybody need these at launch? Like, and if so, what is your reasoning and need for it? And like. It was a thing I was having looking at the prices today where I've been all gung-ho about buying uh, you know, both consoles at launch because it's part of the job, obviously. Both consoles at launch because, hey, I'm going to eventually buy a new Xbox. But it is that conversation of brushing my teeth today looking at these prices and I was just like, okay, 22nd, that's what I'm pre-ordering. But then it was that thing of like, but why am I pre-ordering? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, and this is yeah. very, now we're very specific to Greg Miller and even though I think there are people like me, but I was brushing my teeth going like, I really don't play my Xbox One often. Like I've been using it for Shutter lately. I'm playing. Tell me why. Like I have things on it. I love Game Pass. I loved Grounded. Uh, but are those things enough to make me want right now? And I'm thinking as a general consumer more than somebody whose job depends on it to put out five hundred dollars or three hundred dollars for it. And even if I was to get the three hundred dollars, am I going to notice those benefits over my Xbox One X right now? And then it, beca- but then, it, but then it's such you know this is and you're on a PlayStation podcast, of course, so I don't need to hide it. But like. Then it's the opposite of like whatever PlayStation Five, whatever they say, whenever they say it, I'm going to pre-order because everything I play is on my PlayStation. That's where I am all the time. That's what was on right before this. It's what I went to bed playing last night. It's where Avengers is. It's where uh, a million other things that I want to play are, let alone first parties. So it's like for me, this is what's the interesting boondoggle, where I think that for me, and I and I say me again. I'm I don't mean Greg Miller, the guy who talks about video games all day long, who's going to buy all this shit regardless. I'm talking about me, a PlayStation centered person, right? Yeah, I'm going to buy PlayStation Five on day one. And I think if you went to Snowbike Mike, who's Xbox centered, he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy the Xbox Series X on day one. Those are where we are. We want those better experiences. So to extrapolate that argument out, though, are there people who didn't buy an Xbox uh, this generation who? just bought an xbox and don't use it that much this generation are they still in the same boat of well regardless i need that i need that on day one and I also mean, do we care about a day one argument right now and i i think that's a big part of it because i would say i'll put myself in the camp of somebody who has an xbox one but doesn't really use it that often and like xbox series x i'm not necessarily motivated to get one at launch but seeing them reveal the series s and seeing that it's 300 dollars, and seeing that for for pretty much all intents and purposes like it's the same box except weaker right but same same uh cpu right like it's gonna run the same games it's gonna it's gonna give me a next gen experience i might not get it at launch but i'll probably still get it i'll get it maybe early next year i'll get it when i feel like and i i think there are so many so many people who are going to see the selection of next gen boxes and this is going to come back to our original question of uh, has PlayStation lost the price war? I think if you look at the shelf and see, all right, Xbox Series S, $300. Xbox Series X, $500. PS5, uh, $500. PS5 discless, $450 or $400. I think that $300 looks very enticing. especially totally. like Especially at a time where, like, yeah, it's not like there's God of War right now. It's not like there's... Uh, um, I don't know, man. Spider-Man 2, even though I guess Spider-Man Miles Morales we do have, but there's there's... 
there's reason to get a PS5, but though the reasons there are right now could still wait. Like even for me as somebody who's oh, been yeah. PlayStation, like I could I as much as I want to play Miles Morales, I'd be fine waiting till spring or till like next fall to play it. Like it's not necessarily a game where I'm like I need to I need to spend $560 on this thing to play it. Gary was talking about this today as well, right? Like the things that excite me for the next generation are USB-C things on the controller. They are my games uh, playing better, my load times being not, I'm sure there will still be, but nearly non-existent or just quicker and stuff like that. Like it is all the quality of life stuff that gets me excited for next generation, which uh, to jump to the end of the book means I don't fucking need it on day one, but I'm going to get them on day one because I want that. And that's what I prioritize. And I think that's the, ongoing weird uh, you know snake eating its tail argument of like again these are going to be in limited supply when they launch so guess what the people i'm where i'm like is this enough to make people jump ship this isn't even for them this is for the people who are watching this show who watch kind of funny games daily who live and die you know watch our reactions and like live and die for video games like we're all going to buy this to some regard because we're interested in it. Then it's this interesting argument of Series S versus Series X, right? Because um, I finally got the spreadsheet I was looking for that Xbox had put out earlier today, right? Of like the CPU is all but the same. It, it, you know, there's a gigahertz difference of 0.2 on it or whatever. Uh, you're getting into the GPU being uh, what all the same. It's down to CUs being different at different gigahertz. And I understand that GPU yeah. is teraflops difference. Like they're so comparable yeah, in the fact that you're. Yeah, exactly. There's differences here, but and you're seeing people in our industry react to them, and I've I've been surprised by how many people are excited about it. It's interesting that even you are like, oh, maybe I'll buy that, right? Save yourself yeah. the two hundred bucks. Mean, by the just, mainly, mainly, I'm even more excited about it, not even just for myself, but for the prospect of. I know this is an Xbox podcast, but I'm about to like go all in on praise for Xbox because I think what they're doing is pretty sure. cool. The idea of the uh, X, is it Xbox All Access, like the subscription program where you pay like a certain amount every month for your xbox title yeah xbox access or something like that uh like the fact that that xbox all access you're right all access yeah and that comes with game pass and like that means that at any level you can if you really want to get an xbox you can even if you don't have all the upfront money for it right away like i think that's i think that's big for the industry let alone just for uh the xbox side of things and i think that well, allows again, what they've been doing for so long microsoft's yeah. been doing that with their consoles for so long but now again what we've talked about and this is again where you're talking about the war and not the, not the just individual battles mm-hmm. it is that idea that yeah when you look at this and it is hey for 25 bucks a month you get what is you get an xbox series s or x uh plus 24 months of xbox game pass ultimate which means obviously all this on uh yeah uh, free games ea play included and all that jazz with ea play which is crazy like it becomes a completely different argument as to what gener what who's look there's two different views of this next generation or this next console hardware life cycle whatever you want to call it and whose will win out what is the actual uh uh way forward to it can it be both can it be neither like when playstation 5 finally announces release dates and pricing if it is just a 50 dollars difference between the playstation 5 with and without a disc drive is that the is that laughable are people then throwing X- xbox series s in the face of like are you kidding me there's 200 difference here granted different machines I mean, different form factors all these different things i think there will be those people but i to the question of has playstation lost the price war i think the answer is yes but i also think that's not necessarily the war they're trying to win at this point like when it comes to the to the um comparison between playstation and xbox the hardware coming out this fall 
I, I stand by what we've kind of been saying over the last year that they're fighting two completely different battles. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox, right? Like yeah. Xbox wants to get you in their ecosystem. PlayStation wants to sell you on the box. And to the question of is Xbox Series S going to convert people? I don't know if it's necessarily going to convert people, but I think you will have people be like, "Oh, I can afford both this fall," or "Oh, I can afford both by next year if I want to." If I want to have both, right? I don't think it's necessarily like the competition between Xbox and PlayStation has been so less accented this time around uh, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than the previous times around that. Yes, I, I I'm really all in on yes. PlayStation has lost the price war because I can't I can't see a situation where PlayStation undercuts Xbox. But I also don't think that is a war that they absolutely need to win. Uh, sure. I think that's I think that's a war they're they're fine with losing because that comes back to what you're saying earlier, where they do have the library, they do have the 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 first party, they do have uh like the features they talk about with the dual sense and all that stuff, and it's it's up in the air whether or not we'll care about that stuff or not, but. There, there are a lot of aspects on the PlayStation side of things that are impressive and valuable and probably can justify them coming out at $500. And like people will be, people will be fine with that because PlayStation has the momentum. Like I can't tell you how many times we're, when I'm scrolling on TikTok uh, because that's the thing I do regularly now. Sure. <laughs> um, and like people are always make, making the jokes of like, oh, I'm going to get my partner to buy me the PS5, right? Like it's always the PS5. It's never, it's never really the Xbox that's coming up in those uh in those memes because playstation has that brand awareness playstation has uh uh the the audience right now um but again like there there are two different wars happening and i think i think we we really can live in the place where both win like you know there's not really a clear winner coming out of next generation because both succeeded at, at what they were trying to do it's that idea that right like it's, i don't want to say the playstation the PlayStation 5 can't match the Xbox Series S on a price front, right? They have mm-hmm. lost that war. They can best the Xbox Series X. But the question is, is that going to matter in the long run? I think what we're talking about here really does come down to PlayStation having to not take their foot off the gas of their exclusives and their first-party studios and the partnerships they're making. They need Bug Snacks and uh, Jet the Far Shore and all of the things that are there to be fucking amazing so that they, there is this argument that at launch, alongside Miles Morales, of course, that, well, I can upgrade for just $300. I can get an Xbox Series S. I can be in the next generation. I can be playing Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla, have it look all amazing and do all that. You take advantage of the amazing load times and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or I can spend... more on the PlayStation 5, which for some obviously is a too high amount to climb. But I can do that and have Miles Morales and have Ratchet and Clank early next year and have Demon Souls and have like you, they, they, that's the case that PlayStation needs to be on top of, let alone whatever exclusive deals they're making with third parties, you know, second party independent people like that to be making things for their system to drive home the fact of this is why you need this now and this is where you need to be. Both both consoles launching, I think, in a place of, hey, like, they're upgrades and you know the games are coming, but it's been a weird year for the industry. Make for a weird launch and make for weird messaging of, yeah, like, I, that's what I think it becomes then you fall into the camp of, well, I'm going to buy the system that I already play the most because I'm going to get more out of it via backwards compatibility or I'm going to get more out of it with the games as a service yeah. I'm already playing. And then you start looking forward of like, yeah, like it's the question we go back to, right? Of like on paper, 
and I do believe in terms of just, you know, quantifiable talent that we've seen before, Spider-Man Miles Morales should be a system seller. Or I guess I should say could be a system seller, right? The, the only knock against it you ever hear, right, is like, it's like a Lost Legacy experience. So it's shorter. It's not going to be mm-hmm. as big as Spider-Man PS4 was. That aside, when that drops and we get our hands on it, if that is a 10-hour campaign, right, 12-hour campaign that is as good story-wise as Spider-Man, that is as good with uh, random crimes and collectibles and things you do after the fact, like, is that enough to drive home the message that you need a PlayStation 5 right now, that you need need this right now? Yeah, and honestly, I don't know, because I I, I think that's a selling point for me, that's a selling point for you, and that's a selling point for probably much of our audience, but when you zoom out and look at the wide and gaming audience and the the different types of gamers that are out there like spider-man is going to speak to a lot of people it's not going to speak to everybody it's probably not going to speak to most people honestly like you know some people are going to buy new consoles for 2k and call of duty and yeah like if that's the case if if i'm right now if i if i haven't made a decision i could look at i i could very very easily see somebody be like xbox series s is three hundred dollars and it comes with game pass and i can i can do the the um payment system and only pay a certain amount of money for it and also like have all these games of game pass oh wow that's wild like but here's look at this back catalog with ea play and so i can play my sports games if i want to what gets even more interesting about this right though is that we get so hung up on the price and the affordability of next gen and the affordability of all these things what we're again i think for talking about it at launch I think it's negligible. I think you don't have to worry. I think both these consoles and I and both these platforms, because I don't know how Xbox between S and X will actually work out, but PlayStation 5 versus Xbox, right? They're going to sell out. They're going to yeah. be crazy. You're going to have those go. It's more looking at it as next year really ramps up with stuff and where we're at. Because if we're going to sit here and talk about, like, in, in again, hats off to Microsoft. What a great job. $299 and it's a console and it's doing all this amazing stuff. Great. But if we're going to talk about oh man, affordability, and I want both, so maybe I get this one first because it's cheaper. I don't want to spend that much money. We have to talk about xCloud because it is that idea that like, okay, cool. Like if I'm so hung up on price and I want to save all this money, but I want to play the vast library of Game Pass games and I want to get into that or try it out, don't you then look to xCloud and Game Pass Ultimate starting this month, right? And go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on here. I'm going to play it with my PlayStation 4 controller on or whatever, or my, my USB controller, whatever you have on my, off of my computer, off of my laptop and get into the Xbox ecosystem that way. And that's the real question. If you're, if, if you're pinching pennies or on a budget and I'm not, cause I'm not trying to be insulting. I wonder where that nets out for my friends, right. Who, you know, have kids who are now at that thing where they're super into Fortnite, And then they're, I'm sure they're going to start asking about that next thing of video games. If they do their research enough, do they want to say, well, I can take a $15 a month trial and see what's up, or I can jump in and do a two ninety nine thing. And if they go through the whole gamut of, all right, try a game pass for 15 bucks and they play it and they enjoy it and they're into games and they start going that way. Is then it enough of an Xbox hook that you go, google what's the best gaming console and you see what the argument is in 2021 2022 where does that net out of what the best deal in gaming is and where you go obviously i mean game pass will still be that best deal in gaming but is it also that well we could do that but this playstation thing has a bunch of thing that uh, games they want and so on and so forth yeah i mean I, I i'm right now looking at playstation i i understand why they don't but i wish there was some sort of more effort to like be appealing from kind of that side of things like in terms of sure. like i wish i wish there was a playstation all access i think that'd be such a cool system for that and i i, I guess they don't because they don't see a need to 
Um, but like, you know, that's something I think would be really awesome. I wish there was, I know there's PlayStation now and I know there's probably arguments back and forth into which servers could be the better one. Uh, sure. but most of us would probably say that game pass is outclassing PlayStation now game pass. Um, by a mile. But yeah, like I, I, I wish PlayStation now felt more appealing or felt more, uh, I'm going to throw in the word consumer consumer friendly is that what yeah. we've been saying yeah like i wish if i pro wish it consumer, felt, you could say that too. or pro consumer yeah i think that's what i was thinking of right i wish that felt as pro consumer as as game pass does um you know like i i i wish there was a lot more of those things right like i wish there was a 300 dollars playstation 5 that we that that folks had the option to get into but yeah you know to to i i guess for the war conversation between the, the, two, the two consoles like there's not necessarily a need to even though, like, I just feel like it'd be good for the industry. Of course, and that's the pr- and that's again why this is such an interesting battleground. And again, not even the launch. I think the launch doesn't matter for this argument. It is the next four or five years of how this all shakes out. And once they're out there and the ecosystems are established, and PlayStation doing the traditional, this is who we are. This is what we do. And are they going to revamp PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and bundle them together and do this thing? Sure, in five years, maybe they've done something like that, but I don't think they're going to have it at launch. And again, does that matter at launch? It doesn't matter for you and me who are going to go buy this stuff. It does matter for the people watching from the outside trying to see who the better deal is and what the better value is. And if yeah. it does come down, they're like, oh, man, the Series S is so amazing and you get Game Pass with it and yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, well, the discless PlayStation is 50 bucks less and it's cool. You don't have every PlayStation version ever. Uh, speaking of that, I want to bring in Kevin. Kevin. AKA the Portland Kevin, not oh. our Kevin. Oh. Uh, the Portland Kevin wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and said, I think you guys should talk about the backwards compatibility rumors stemming from Ubisoft leaks earlier this week. It has me questioning if I should get a PlayStation five at all with a limited budget. I planned on selling my PS4 to help pay for my PS five. And I expected to bring my library of unplayed and favorite PS4 games forward to the PlayStation five. I normally hear the phrase old game is old, but lack of full PS4 support on the PS5 and a tight budget for my gaming makes me feel like if I want to make the jump to PS5, I'll have to sacrifice the chance to play some of many, some or many of those games. If this is the case, then the PS5 just lost a big part of its appeal to me. I know many people say uh, they don't care about old games, but it would very much make the jump to a new generation easier if I could still play the games I own. It also makes me question if I should be a PlayStation gamer at all and instead buy a Series S or X, not for the library of games I own, but for the library of favorite games I will own in the future. Sony's approach on this issue makes me wonder if I'm going if I'm going to have to go through all of this again in six or seven years with the eventual PS6 launch is around the corner. Will I need to abandon my PS5 library? Will I be able to play any of my future favorite games on the PS6? Maybe, maybe not. This is why Xbox is becoming more and more appealing. As an example of why this is important, every year around Halloween, I play a game in Dead Space or Fear or the Fear series. I just borrowed a friend's Xbox to play on PS uh, uh, to play on because my PS3 died earlier this year, and I find myself thinking, "quote I wouldn't have to deal with this if I was playing on Xbox. I could play everything." Blessing. First right. off, if somebody has missed it before, what is this Ubisoft stuff? Uh, the Portland Kevin speaks of. Uh, so last week there was uh, a story about how. Basically, in their FAQ, people were asking about Ubisoft games and if people could play their Ubisoft PS4 games on the PS5. And they're detailing about how, like, yeah, we'll have upgrade systems or X, Y, and Z. Uh, but they made it clear that PS1, PS2, and PS3 games are not supported on the PS5. In fact, all 
pull in an article so we can get all the facts straight uh, from Polygon, written by Michael McWhorter, uh, who writes, Sony's next-gen PlayStation will feature some level of backwards compatibility with PS4 games, but PS5 owners may not get the full 25 years of backwards compatibility they may have dreamed of. According to a support FAQ on Ubisoft's website, the PS5 will not be backwards compatible with original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, or PS3 games. Sony never promised backwards compatibility for PlayStation, PS2, and PS3 games on PS5, but reports from July speculated about the possibility of wide-ranging backwards compatibility on PS5, uh, playable from a cloud-based game library. Uh, they go on. I'm I'm trying to open up the exact FAQ so we can get the exact wording. Uh, from the UB. question, yeah, from UB. The question that was posed in their FAQ was. How does upgrading from PS4 to PlayStation 5 work? The answer was, as part of their next-gen upgrade process, PlayStation offer a number of features designed to help you move from PS4 to PS5. PlayStation 4 players will be able to join multiplayer games with PlayStation 5 players. We also have information on... Uh, oh, wait, maybe they deleted it. Oh, no surprise there, because it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> Interesting wrinkle. Uh, but yeah, they I, I guess they removed the parts about the PS3, PS2, PS1 games because that causes stir. Um, Obviously. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, still. Like, I'm sure PlayStation was like, oh, can you please fucking just remove that? It's like, hey, y'all are, y'all are making it hot over here. Can you please cool it down? <laughs> uh, but to, to Kevin's question, right? Like, I think Portland, there's Kevin. the, the... To Portland, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. Because uh, Kevin mentions... Portland, Kevin mentions here that... Um, PS4 games, right? Like you're not being able to play your PS4 games on the, on the PS5. As far yeah. as I understand, PS PS4 games will be backwards compatible on the PS5. At least remember, most of them. Remember, this gets super wonky because, of course, in March when Cerny gave his presentation, they he mentioned the top 100 PS4 games, which then got into a whole out of control mess because PlayStation didn't step up and go, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening." Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read it from Eurogamer.net. Eurogamer.net put up a thing by Lottie Lynn, a guides writer, on September 1st of this year, where it's talking about PlayStation 4 backwards compatibility. The synopsis there reads like this. During the PS5 systems specs deep dive in March 2020, Mark Cerny revealed that nearly all of the top 100 PS4 games ranked by Playtime would be playable on the PS5 at launch. This was later elaborated on in a post uh, by Hideki Nishio uh, on the PlayStation blog about the PS5 specs. There was explained that Sony hopes to have the majority of games released for the PlayStation 4 playable on the PlayStation 5. It's important to note that only the games from the top 100 games played by PS4 users will be backwards compatible by launch. And even then, the whole list might not be available. The list of backwards compatible games for the PlayStation 5 will steadily grow after the console's release, similar to, we imagine, how the list of 360 games playable on the Xbox One has grown since its debut. On top of this, in May 2020, Eurogamer revealed that any game submitted for PS4 certification after mid-July must also be compatible with the PlayStation 5. This does not mean that the PS4 games that have planned release dates for July... that have a planned release date for July 2020 will be compatible, but rather that a certain number of PS4 games being released later in the game will be. Finally, there will be a number of PS4 games, such as Fortnite, that will have PS5 versions, technically making them PS5 games, which will take advantage of the system's new features. So, again, a cumbersome, weird way to get around about it, but yes, the easiest example is the 360 games to Xbox One games, where... They're going to try their best, and I would I would bet dollars to donuts the big games you'd want to play that you'd be excited to play on your PlayStation 5 at launch are going to be fine. 
yeah. that they've gone through and figured that out obviously and done it it's when you start getting deeper into the library of playstation 4 where you might find these gaps that aren't there right yeah. away but will be eventually exactly and i think their if i remember correctly their explanation on that was just the fact that because of the way in which the hardware is different from the ps5 to ps4 like in terms of like the ssd and like frame rate and all that stuff like and, and i actually i think it was specifically like the boosting right because you can you can have your frame rates boosted, Boost. or whatever the, whatever the thing may be right like that's not necessarily a thing that is uh uh that just works you know like easily right yeah. like flawlessly that is the thing where game by game you kind of have to check and see like if, if if street fighter randomly gets boosted to 60 fps or 120 fps or whatever it may be right like that might fuck with how that game plays because you know that game is very like frame based in terms of how you're reading it yeah, in terms yeah, of how yeah. it's reading itself and so and I, I buy that and i think that makes sense and i think that means that yeah like most games are going to be backwards compatible and i like i think that's a good explanation the ps1 ps2 ps3 thing is a bummer to me but also expected like i never expected right. those games to be playable on ps5 i would like them to be but that's been the do? hope again since cerny's thing there was the you know the stupid weird shape that could look everybody's been like it fills in with uh ps3 ps2 ps1 stuff but there's yeah. been no promise of that and so again we're back to this very different visions for what this is and i can't compliment xbox enough for having the balls and vision to go make this actually happen where it is we are an xbox platform but again i don't know how sexy in 2021 2022 that looks to a general consumer and we won't know until we get further into it and see what's going on i think game pass is awesome for us but if, again if for and for us being the video game industry but if you're going to sit there and say it's because and that's what we're great for a 299 thing well it's like well why isn't it great for this why isn't it why why not right now hold on to my Xbox One X or when we get to uh, uh, next year, buy a used Xbox One X or whatever on a cheaper thing. Again, if, if we're talking about counting, uh, uh, paying attention to a budget here and trying to find the best deal to play these games, if I'm still waiting on Halo Infinite or if that was never going to be a thing for me, where do you enter into that and do it? Whereas PlayStation 5 coming out and offering PlayStation 5 exclusives and things like that. And not to say that Xbox isn't, obviously. They've beefed up Xbox Game Studios quite a bit. But where does that shake out and what does that look like and what do you how do you make sense of it i do think that you know mm -hmm. right now in this battle yes they've lost the price war i do not think that playstation comes out and matches the xbox series s however i don't know if they need to i don't yeah. know if that's really the argument we're making right it, it, for a console that's going to sell out for a thing that's bringing in this for what you're talking about in terms of mind share and the way people think of video games i don't know what that looks like yeah i, I i've been saying this for a while but i think i think the the statement of and i don't think they made the statement i think i'm just making the statement for them but xbox being able to say hey we have the most powerful console with the xbox series x yeah. we also have the cheapest way to play with the xbox series s and with um game x, x cloud, or x -Cloud. Yeah, and, game, and game pass and all that stuff right and so like no matter how you want to play we got you I think that's such a powerful statement you can make in terms of what your plan is and yeah like in 2021 2022 how that stuff like plays out in terms of like um you know xbox like the the up, upgrading you know if i have an xbox one x or s or whatever that may be i think there's still yeah. value in terms of hey yeah the xbox series s is still powerful like more powerful than my xbox one x like i think that's still like a, a um a tantalizing thing um but even with still how xbox is doing things right like they're the way in which they they've beefed up their ecosystem goes even beyond that with game pass and like with, with services you know, play anywhere and with services yeah 
I mean, again, like I can't say it enough that I think Xbox and PlayStation are so, and I, I think it sounds crazy, but it's true, radically different. Just in the way of like the way Xbox messages and talks to you, whether it is Game Pass, whether it is Phil Spencer, whether it is, and I know this is such a stupid thing that most people don't care about, but the way they pivoted on this leak this week, where this is not how they expected to reveal any of this information. But when it all started breaking on Monday night or via Twitter, right, they let the Xbox account use that meme of the monkey puppet, like with the side eye, like freaking out. And then we're able to talk about it. And then they've been open about that. Phil Spencer tweeted today about like, hey, and hats off to the team that had to deal with this crazy leak situation we weren't expecting. And the pro gamer stuff, uh, pro gamer, you know, gamers first kind of stuff, which sounds like, you know, a talking. It point, sounds like, yeah, pro, pro gamers. Well, because literally it's what EA said that one time where they're like, mm. we're putting gamers first. So I put that up on the wall everywhere. Uh, Xbox actually does that with Game Pass and all this stuff. Meanwhile, you look at PlayStation and it's like, not only is PlayStation quiet right now. And again, uh, you know, we got a lot of jokes about uh, uh, when we were like, oh, we're doing PS, I love you live. And we were talking about all this and people were like, it's going to be outdated. And, you know, the, the, as soon as you're done, they'll announce it. I'm like, I hope they do. I hope this episode's outdated immediately. I, I want this oh, information. Yeah. I don't, when do you I'm think they too, announce it? I mean, I was thinking about this out there today, right? Where it was like, you know, walking around, uh, talking about all this Xbox stuff and thinking about like, it's basically two months, right? Till this, this console's out for Xbox. You yeah. figure it's got to be a very similar time frame for PlayStation. And I wouldn't be, I mean, I don't think it's outrageous that they would do it tomorrow, Wednesday, the, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Thursday, time warp because of the holiday on the 10th. Oh man, I think that'd that, be real soon. I think that it might also be that internally, they maybe they were, I don't know when they were planning on it, if they were already planning it today or yesterday or tomorrow or whatever. But like, now that this has happened, maybe they go, you know what, give it a breath. Let's push it out till Friday. Yeah, but especially I, I think if, like, if it's bad news, I feel like you might do it next week. Well, it's the whole thing of like having this argument of like, Think about how outrageous that is. It, like just two months to the Xbox Series X and Xbox whatever generation, right? Like you want to give that amount of time, I would think, for PlayStation as well. You want the, every article that's mentioning this like to do it. The thing is, you just have to have, you, now you have to let Xbox have this moment and then you have to do it. My prediction is that it could happen any other day this week, but I do think it's too close to Xbox. I think it happens early next week. I think there's not a chance yeah. in hell that we record PS I love you episode 38 and don't know the price which would mean oh, 37 is next week and I think we're, we could easily I, easily I, easily be fucked on that where we record I a show on Monday afternoon Tuesday. and Tuesday they announce it yeah I bet it's on Tuesday um, yeah. but like to your point about games like being able to talk about Xbox right not necessarily about PlayStation right now Ubisoft forward is happening tomorrow and mm-hmm. that's going to have they're going to talk about Valhalla they're going to talk about mm-hmm. Immortals they're going to talk about um I guess Watch Dogs or Far Cry Six, right? And like, those are games that are. And actually, I forget what games they announced. I don't think they. I was gonna about say Far they Cry. actually did talk about what they're gonna talk about. I forget. Yeah, they was. did talk about what they're gonna talk about. But some of those games, you imagine, are gonna be PS Five, Xbox Series X games. And right now, of you can course. talk as freely as you want about Xbox Series S and S. You can talk about the date. You can talk about like when exactly your games are gonna correlate with that date. You can talk about the features and all that stuff. On the PS Five side of things, you kind of still have to be cagey. You kind of still have to be like holiday, and. You know, I don't think that means that PlayStation is going to come out tomorrow morning, but yeah, like the sooner the better right now. And so for Ubisoft forward on the pre-show, they're saying they're going to have stuff from Brawlhalla, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint and more. And then for the main show, they're going to have Watch Dogs Legion, Hyperscape and a few surprises, which some have rumored to be a Prince of Persia remake, which would be dope as fuck. And they mentioned Immortals in their write up somewhere. 
not the okay. one you just that was just off the website yeah okay gotcha cool. yeah fascinating times but take it to the bank by episode 38 we know not a chance in hell we don't know by episode 38 this is 36 wait whatever. what episode? oh we're in 36 okay this is 36 I agree. So I, like i said next week i think there's a high likelihood we record on monday afternoon and tuesday morning they fuck us and put out the release date mm-hmm. at which point we'd have to do a special well not even really oh, you watch games daily like what here's that's the release true. date and the price we think it's too high or too low it's going to be the same exact thing i guess that's 30, what we need th- to do. 38 can we like crack open uh, some white claws and like sure. have a have a price celebration or, or a weird celebration for video game marketing all right here's what we do yeah, i know right that's the thing we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to celebrate the fact they're taking 500 dollars from us for a box exactly. that does something slightly better maybe sure why not i'm in for that of course blessing greg tell me about this week's x's and o's uh i'm gonna start off with playstation updates because i only have one uh because my other one would have been that ubisoft backwards compatibility thing but we've already covered sure. that and so uh the one PlayStation playstation update i have for you this week has to do with Minecraft, because Minecraft is adding PSVR support. This is directly from the PlayStation blog. Uh, This is Roger Carpenter at Mojang, who writes, This has been much requested and much discussed amongst our Minecraft PlayStation community and players, but I can finally say something officially about it. Yes, we are bringing PlayStation VR support to Minecraft, and we're doing it very soon. This month, in fact. We've been bursting to say something about this for ages. PSVR support has been actually planned... uh, has has actually been a planned PS PS4 feature since we got the thumbs up from Sony to bring cross-platform play and the Bedrock version to PS4. There was never any question of would we, just when. And so that's exciting if you're all about that Minecraft. Great, you, you used to play Minecraft back in the day, right? I did, yeah. Me and Brian did a whole bunch for IGN, and then after the fact, I played it on Vita for a long time. And then after that fact, it when it finally came to Switch, I played a lot of Switch too, like on plane rides and stuff like that. Minecraft's great. Would you ever jump into VR? I definitely want to try this for sure. Right. I'm definitely going to try, uh, boot it back up off a of PlayStation to get in and try this out. I doubt I'll stay around for a long time, but I want to see how it feels in place. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, shout out to that. I did not, I, I guess I didn't even realize that Minecraft had a VR mode because I guess that's been out on Oculus. Um, and so when they announced this, I was like, oh, really? And I, oh, it indeed. makes oh, sense. Cool. Mm-hmm. It took me back to actually the, uh, the not, not Oculus. What's the, what's the Microsoft? The AR HoloLens, VR. HoloLens, HoloLens. Yeah, it took yeah. me back to the HoloLens presentation where they're playing Minecraft on the and table. Like in, yeah, yeah, on the table, like IRL, and they're moving stuff around. Um, I that always seemed cool to me, and I wish they found a way to make. I, I wish I found a way to play that. I'm sure it's available somewhere. You should have gone, gone to that E3. You know what? You would have been like oh, 16. Yeah. You could have played it. Uh, Cisco played it. For us. Cisco played it for us. What was Cisco's thoughts on it? Did he like it? Oh, he liked it a lot. Yeah. I think he That's gave so a game of the show and then regretted it. Like when oh. we asked him what his game of the show was so far, he said that. And then after the fact, he was talking to me. He's like, it's not that it's bad. It's just like, I played, I played a lot of games. This was just an experience. I think he did the, the Halo experience they did or whatever with it. Wait, did he give HoloLens the game of the show or just Minecraft HoloLens? No, no, it, it was, it, it was, I think it was the AR, the AR HoloLens experience he did for the, 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 the I thought it was Halo. Didn't they do a Halo thing that year? I mean, they might've, I don't know. I just remember Minecraft because I was just mind blown. Gotcha. PlayStation picks uh, for this week. Uh, we got a couple of big hitters. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is out. Or I guess it came out Tuesday, September 8th. Uh, Greg, have you been playing that one? I have. Do you want you want to hear oh. instead of what you've been playing or where you've been playing or whatever? Oh, we, can, we, we, can wait, we can wait for uh, what you've been playing. Uh, there's a segment called What You've Been Playing coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you? You wait. Now hear about some Kingdoms of Amalur. <laughs> Uh, then the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon DLC came out yesterday, Tuesday, September 8th. And then for for some uh, uh, some cool-looking games that are coming out this week, Tamrin is coming out on PS4 Thursday, September 10th. 
that's exciting. I um, hmm. I want to look in my email to see if there's an embargo. Completely unrelated. <laughs> I need to look into my email to <laughs> see what I can say about this about game. I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll just talk about it next week. But I, I, I can say I have been playing it. Um, and yeah. Uh, Jet Force Gemini looking game. The game description reads like this. Uh, save your family from the insect invasion. Explore an incredible interconnected 3D world brimming with primate platforming and bug splattering shooter, shooter action. Leap with the agility of Tamarin, uh, agility of a Tamarin as you journey into the northern wilderness on scenic routes through forests, fjords, and mountains. Cisco, it's Greg Miller. You're live on PS. I love you, XOXO. How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, we were talking about we were talking about Hololens from that E3. You came and, and did stuff for us. What did you play on yeah. Hololens? Did you play like Halo or something? It was like a Halo thing that literally it was incredible. It had like a it was like a it was AR. Yeah, and it like it was like a path. It, it almost felt like a real life video game. Sure, like it's almost like you had a HUD. That was in front of your eyes. Okay. And it and it pointed you where to go, and it like it was like a arrow that walked on the ground, and it walked and it turned the corner. It was incredible. Now, am I remembering it wrong? I want to say you. We asked you on the show what your game of the show was. You said that, and then you tried to recant it later. That, like it wasn't that it was yeah, because it was the AR. It wasn't the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. I thought I had this story right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We love you. We'll I talk to you later. Like something like Breath of the Wild. No, that wasn't even out there. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right, bye. Sometimes nice I forget. <laughs> like, we can do things like that. Like, just call Cisco. Yeah, it's great. It's That's a good crazy. life. If you, have, if you have Cisco's number, I can't recommend it enough. But the question like, is, I've never, should we? You know? Should I, we? I've never met Cisco. I've always been a fan of the Thong Song. And oh, like, who isn't? I don't know. Some, you're a that, breathing some... organism with ears. Of course, you're a fan of the thong I mean, that's song. A very, that's a very good point. But that yeah, still blows exactly. my mind. Bless. Just fucking call Bless. He's nicer yeah, than you'd ever think. Like, I mean, he seems nice. like a nice guy, but in person, mm. he's just the sweetest man. Oh, my God. That's really good to hear. Because they say, don't meet your heroes. And then I met Greg Miller, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, you know? fuck. I made a horrible <laughs> mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> they were right. Uh, <laughs> to continue, though, with the description of Tamarin, uh, along the way, you'll chase mysterious electrical fireflies, discover a secret underground world of dancing ants, rescue innocent birds, and restore the Tamarin's once idyllic natural habitat. I've been very excited for this one over the weeks and over, like, the, actually the, the last year because it was shown off, I believe, at a kind of funny game showcase. I saw mm -hmm. it there and I was like, wow, this game looks beautiful. And I looked more into it and I was like, oh, this game is Jet Force Gemini. It is former rare folks. Uh, working on this thing with music from David Wise, who's a very talented uh, uh, composer, and, and like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it next week when I when I can actually say my thoughts on it. But <laughs> like, I can't believe they just made like a Jeff Force Gemini successor, uh, Wild, and that again comes comes out uh, September 10th, so tomorrow. Also coming out September 10th, uh, Hotshot Racing on the PS4. Hotshot Racing is a blisteringly fast arcade-style racing game fusing drift handling, razor-sharp retro visuals, and an incredible sense of speed to create an exhilarating, exhilarating driving experience. I think this came up very briefly on like a post show on KFGD um, sure. because this was this was at Gamescom, and the game looks really cool. It looks really fun. It is like a fast-paced. Um, what's the one that people love? Cruising USA. It's like a cruising USA kind of game. Okay. That would like drifting. I'm all about it. 
Who does? Yeah, everybody loves drifting. You gotta have drifting now. Exactly. Uh, and then lastly, for PlayStation picks, Bounty Battle is coming to PS4 uh, on Thursday, September 10th. Before I even say it, Greg, have you heard of Bounty Battle? I want to say I have, but I don't remember it. Like, I feel like I've heard this name before. Why would I know this is, it? This is one that I didn't know existed until I was looking for games to include for this segment. It's okay. basically a fighting game where you play as like a bunch of different indie characters. Oh, and neat. So, okay. Yeah, to get into the description, uh, Bounty Battle is the ultimate indie fighting game. A new multiplayer 2D fighter where you where you can pit your favorite indie heroes against one another. Indie heroes from games like Guacamelee and Darkest Dungeon to Dead Cells, Owlboy, and more battle it out in this fighter frenzy. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a really, really cool, cool idea. Also, this art I, style is dope. The yeah. art style is awesome. The thing I'll say is that I, I looked at a little bit of the gameplay, and it doesn't like it didn't seem it didn't it didn't seem that great in fact i should have included the gameplay trailer as opposed to this uh cool yeah, you're trailer. telling me on it right now with the cinematic yeah you know what I mean? and maybe like i mean i'm fingers crossed that i'm just wrong that the gameplay is act- actually fantastic and really fun and it just didn't appear that way to me um but yeah watching it on youtube i was like oh i don't know like i was expecting one thing and you give me another thing oh, that sucks. um but yeah either way like i might i might check it out kevin's pulling it up Maybe. It looked like another cinematic thing. Again, like part of me is like, why are you hiding the gameplay? Here we go. Here we go. Here we, yeah, what you got to hide? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Well, hit him. So it's like a 2D, 2D probably looking thing. You know what? Yeah. This actually looks better than what I saw. Maybe what I saw was early. I can look at other options. No, this is fine. This is, this is good. <laughs> Justify um, it. Justify Blessing's hate for this game. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just like... I'm curious. I'm curious to see. Plus, earlier you said, and I'm quoting you now. I hate this game. I'll never That's play true. it. Oh, we did hear that. I don't know if I said that. Well, I mean, sometimes I sometimes I black out and I say things and I come to and people are like, "You said a thing," and I'm like, "I, don't think I didn't say that. that anymore." And then I realized I said it. You know, it was like that time I called myself a gamer god, and I didn't realize I called myself a gaming god. You do that a lot, <laughs> like especially at basketball great. games, right? Well, I in NBA Street Volume Two. I am a Say gaming again, god. There it is. He did it again, Greg. He did it again. I am a gaming god when it comes to NBA Street Volume 2. Yes, Careful, I admit it. He blacked out. Here's another oh, thing. Man, where am I? What happened? All right, we got Guacamelee in there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, this, this is better, look, yeah, this this look better than, than how... Maybe I watched the wrong fucking trailer then, because this actually looks not that bad. Sure. But there you go. if you want a fighting game where you're playing as indie characters, you can play as Guacamelee and Dead Cells. Who doesn't? Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of things people love to hear about and watch and stuff, let's talk about our sponsors. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, you go to patreon.com slash games to be part of the show. Get the show ad-free and get the exclusive post-show. But speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by We Have Cool Friends. We Have Cool Friends is our weekly podcast we'd love you to subscribe to on podcast services around the globe. Uh, we started We Have Cool Friends after, uh, we didn't do it on our traditional January 5th date, right? So we did it way into the year which meant that it didn't get the normal push from people of like hey there's a new thing to go subscribe to so people never did and the show's really good and we'd like to go subscribe to it every week one of the kind of funny members sits down with someone they find fascinating and talks about whatever cool thing that person is up to this week star of the boys jack quaid comes to the show you can get your questions in still right now patreon.com slash kind of funny that's tomorrow's episode of we have cool friends uh but last week we had nathan drake himself nolan north on the week before that mulan's jimmy wong on and before that the avenger stars uh troy baker and sandra sod 
It's a great show and it needs your support. So please head over to kindoffunny.com slash WHCF. It's a short link that'll take you to this cool thing Barrett built, I believe, that shows you every podcast service we're on. So you can just click on your favorite one and subscribe there. Of course, YouTube's great and we'd love you to go there and subscribe to that, but I'm not getting greedy. Kindoffunny.com slash WHCF to subscribe today. Today, today, today. Blessing. Greg. What you been playing? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, what have I been playing? Oh, I, I've been playing a spell break. Um, oh, I, yes. Yeah, that was one that we, me and Andy were going to do a first impressions on. And we, right. we, we, re- we recorded our first impressions. And whatever happened, the file got corrupted. And mm-hmm. we could not post it, sadly. You hate to see it. You hate, you hate to see, to see it. it. Uh, but I am here to tell you about spell break. Uh, it's a free-to-play battle royale game where you basically play as a battle mage and have different powers as opposed to like guns because we usually see battle royales with guns and this one you're like casting spells uh the spells correlate to different elements and so like you could play as like a fire mage or as like an ice mage or a wind mage um or as like a thunder mage which i think they call it a conduit which is very infamous and so that might appeal to you uh greg i do like a conduit Um, exactly and so like the the cool thing about it is that the different abilities can combine with one another and so like if i have say i i cast like a poison spell because i have the poison element if I then ignite a fire spell on top of that, that will then cause like a cool like explosion kind of thing because those are, those are how those elements react to each other. Uh, I, I I enjoyed what I played a bit fine. Um, it was <laughs> the I was ringing doing, endorsement. I enjoyed I what I played like, a bit fine. I, I build it up and then I'm like, it was all right. But like it it it, it was all right. You know, it's not one that I I feel compelled to come back to you for whatever reason. I think the thing for me is that I it didn't feel as tight as i like my battle royales in terms of the controls and in terms of how like sharp it is to to shoot at something one because they're casting and so obviously like, it's going to feel different from shooting a gun but then also i just feel like um it didn't have the same chops as something like apex or call of duty or hyper- sure. well, maybe not hyperscape uh because i don't know if i love how that game feels either but like the bigger battle royale games uh that are on the map and of course it's a smaller team that's working on Spellbreak. i believe it's a dev called proletariat um, and they haven't really like made that many games, and so like as as a like big new endeavor to make like a bigger console game, yeah. I think they they've done a pretty fine job with it. Like I like the art; it kind of has a Breath of the Wild looking style to it, which I appreciate. Um, and like yeah, ov- like overall, if you are a battle royale person, like if that is your your jam and you want to find a new one to try out, like it's free to play, so I'd recommend it. But yeah, what are you gonna lose? Yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna lose? But for me, it didn't necessarily, um, it didn't necessarily stick with me in a way that makes me want to return to it. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, do you think is it something you already uninstalled? That you're just done with it? I haven't uninstalled it yet, but I probably will. Like, I think yeah. I think I might have been waiting to see like if we're gonna re re redo this this first impressions or not before sure. I do it. But I think I might just uninstall it at this point. Uh, I've also been playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater One Plus Two, and man, what a game! Like, it's. Those games, so like I've I've always been a Tony Hawk Pro Skater fan. Sure. Um, specifically, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three and Tony Hawk Underground Two are like my two favorite ones. Um, but yeah, like One Plus Two is such a good remake. It's it's interesting to see how one how good these games age, but also two to go back and see this remake of a game highlight for me some things that are very that were very like what late 90s early 2000s about these games like overall like the way the games control is still fun and i i still think it's a blast to to go back and play but 
a thing that I find fascinating is that these levels feel way smaller than what I remember. Like going back into Foundry, or not Foundry because that's three, going back into uh, Warehouse or Hangar is what I'm thinking of. Like Hangar just feels like such, like a way smaller level than I remember it. Or like yeah. going back to school one or two, right? These these levels feel smaller than I remember for some reason. And it makes sense because like these were the first games and like they were designing around the skate park feel, right? It's not supposed to feel like a, a world. But I think for me, uh, as somebody who loved Thug 2 so much, Tony Hawk Underground 2 so much. That's, that's my guy right there. That's my guy yeah. right there. Like going going back to Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, I'm like, man, I I almost, and I, I I know I'm in the wrong for this, but like this is my thought process as I'm playing. Man, I wish these levels were like more big and kind of more explorable. Man, it sucks that I only have two minutes. Man, I wish I could get off my board. Like things that are very inherent to to Thug Two are yeah. things that I find myself wanting because I I feel like that as much as like those games weren't as appreciated because they weren't Pro Skater and Pro Skater had it down to a science. It did feel like those games made the, made that experience more accessible and open and like there's, easier to get into there's a reason i'm a skate person and not a tony hawk person and the reason is thug because i remember yeah. being i remember when tony hawk was taking off and i remember playing it and it, everything you just listed for me was a turnoff where it was like i'm not into the high score chasing whatever kind of thing so the two minutes the not being able to get off your board it wasn't for me and i remember in college going into somebody's room and they were playing thug and I watched it and I was like, wait, this, that, and the other. And I had read about it. And I, but I hadn't, and since I didn't give Tony Hawk Pro Skater like real chances, I wasn't like, you know, down on it. Uh, and saw them play it. And I like, immediately went to GameStop and bought it and put so many fucking hours into it. And then when th- Skate came around, it was that version, uh, you know, the next generation yeah. of, at the time, version of that and what I was all about. So, like, for this Tony Hawk remaster, I look at people and I'm I, who are playing, I see the clips and, I, you know, Tim's first impressions. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm glad it's resonating. I think it's so cool. What they've done with it, as Tim has talked about at length, right? Of like, it's what it's a re it's this remake, right? And it's what you know, but modern. So like, you know, the places are more dilapidated. The skaters are actually old. Like, it's it's grown with you, which yeah. I think is such a cool idea. But for me, it's just one of those. I'm like, that's a cool idea that I know I'm still not down for. It's still not what I want to do. Yeah, it very much it feels like almost like the uh, Shadow Colossus remake, where it feels almost like it's untouched in terms mm-hmm. of the actual game itself. Like there are options in there that, of course, like they've added and stuff in terms of a creative skater, and they have like a whole challenge system to where, like, as you're skating, if you complete certain challenges, you can claim them for experience or whatever. And there are online modes and stuff. Um, but when you're when you're actually skating itself and doing the objectives. Uh, they actually, they don't feel, at least from what I assume, because I've not gone back and played the games recently, but it feels like everything's still the same in terms of the placement of everything, in terms of the objectives, in terms of how the game feels and all that stuff. Like, it feels like it, it is very true to form, which is amazing. Like, it's incredible that they're able to pull that off and make the game look as great as it does. Uh, but then there are also things like, man, every single level here, I've, I've only played through all of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, because that was, like, the one I, uh, that was the first one I had growing up. I don't even know yeah, if I yeah. even played tony Hawk pro skater one or not um actually i must have because i remember downhill jam though that was also in thug too so maybe i didn't <laughs> either way i i played tony Hawk pro skater two first because that one i i am nostalgic for and even as i was going through the levels i was like man like the objectives really do come down on every level too. collect five things like collect skate obviously and then collect the secret tape obviously but then also like hit the five boxes or ollie over the bum five times right or collect five fire hydrants or whatever the the the, the thing is like the, the game really rolls with the the rule of fives and then they have like a couple of other objectives that i think are more interesting which is hey do a do a um uh 
blunt slide on the awning or whatever and that is like a very specific objective to a level and that's the stuff where i'm like man i wish there was more of this and less of go around and collect five things in two minutes because i think that is an objective which i understand why that was there back in the day because like how many how many things do you expect us to create for this game that we're making in 1980 or whatever the year was right but going back and playing it in 2020 that stuff stands out a bit more Aside from that, like, still a fantastic game. Still great. I still really, really enjoy playing it. And so shout out to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. <laughs> shout out to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And shout, and shout out to Tony Hawk, you know? Uh, yeah. Just the dude in general. Uh, a few a few episodes ago, I, I pitched the idea of, uh, you know, PETS, the acronym. Port everything to Switch, which I could remember at the time. Yeah. But now I do. I very much remember it. Port everything to Switch, right? Where people would talk about how they want all these games to, to come to Switch. Yeah. I wanted to flip that on his head and for myself have uh, put. Wait, no, no, let me. You already fucked it. Put on up. PlayStation. Pops. Pops. Put now, on you, 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 let, you hung me out to dry because I remember you going through this acronym thing and making it up and I forgot all about what we, we decided. And last week when I talked about Tell Me Why, you didn't shout it out that this is a pop. You should have been like, pops. I mean, it could have been. I mean, I, I didn't know if you wanted it to come to PlayStation or not. I thought you were just talking about playing it. No, I wanted to go to PlayStation. I remember you also came up with the acronym PSP, and I forget what it was, but it definitely doesn't matter. You know, I just keep moving. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it actually worked out to me. For, for Pops this week, I want to give a shout out to Paradise Killer, which I played on Switch. And apparently, it is very Danganronpa. I never played Danganronpa, but when I described oh, it one. on Twitter, everybody yeah. was like, that is just Danganronpa. Uh, <laughs> and maybe I should play Dang and Rampa apparently. Uh, but Paradise Killer is like this. It's weird. It's like a first-person open-world visual novel. Is like the way I would put it, where you are solving a mystery and trying to figure out who the killer is in this island. That is, I don't even know how to describe it because they put a lot of weird lore into this thing. But that's I, that's the appealing element of it. Uh, there's basically this island system in this world where. Uh, the gods or whatever created like a perfect island, but something keeps going going wrong with it. And with every as iteration, it as it does, within with every iteration, they shut down the island, create a new one, and start from scratch. And the island becomes more and more perfect with each iteration. You play as this lady named Lady Love Kills, who gets exiled for whatever reason hundreds of years ago. And with the latest iteration of the island, I think it's like iteration twenty five or something. With this iteration of the island. Uh, you get hit up and they're like, hey, we need your help because Lady Love Dies, private investigator. She's really good at solving things. Uh, they're like, hey, Lady Love Dies, we need your help. Uh, the board of this island has been murdered and we can't start the new iteration until we figure out what happened with uh, the board or whatever. And you so gotta figure it out. You got to figure it out. You go back to Paradise Island or whatever it's called. And yeah, you're basically like walking around in this very stylish, very beautiful, actually open world, uh, talking to folks gathering evidence um and yeah like it the game just has like a really cool vibe to it really cool style everything's really everything's slightly weird like there are monsters and aliens and gods on this island so obviously it's gonna be weird but they really double down on the weirdness of it uh and the soundtrack is amazing like i i i i've not finished it i'm like halfway through it and i've enjoyed my time with it so far i highly recommend i guess if you're into danganronpa or if you're just into solving a mystery like I, I would recommend this game, uh, and I think they should port it to Switch or not Switch, port it to uh, put on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> the acronyms are going to be the death of us. I, think. I hate acronyms so much, uh, but yeah, I think I, I I don't think there's really a reason not to put not uh, why this wouldn't be awesome on PlayStation. Like I when I played it on Switch, I was playing it on my t- on my um, monitor, and I think this would make a great 
TV game. And yeah. It looks rad. I'm looking at screens from it right now. Yeah. I highly recommend anybody, anybody that's listening, like go check out the actual trailer for this game because that is the thing that sold me. I think it was part of New Game Plus Expo when we watched that together. And I remember seeing that. Oh, like, okay. This shit looks tight. And so if it sounds appealing, definitely check that out. Uh, last thing, though, as far as what I've been playing, I finished Marvel's Avengers, beat the campaign. And you're right now in multiplayer. What's your power level? What level? Yeah, what's going on? You guys oh, get your yeah. level and then you get your power level. Different yeah, oh, things. Yeah, of course. Just like yeah. Destiny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> it is very much like Destiny. I think I'm done with it. I, I after finish the campaign, I I don't see any appeal in going into the post game or the multiplayer. Like with, when I was playing that stuff as I was making my way through the campaign, that stuff yeah. was already boring to me. And now that I finished the campaign, I have the fear that the more and more I play it, the more and more I'll just be like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, because it seems like it gets repetitive in terms of the mission structure. Like it seems like there's like four types of missions to this thing, and they all involve they they all involve going around and beating people up. Yes. Um, and so Accurate. like that's not, <laughs> that's not necessarily something that appeals to me, but I did enjoy the campaign. I wish the ending was better because the ending didn't blow me away. But I'll when you say the ending, you mean, yeah, we're, of course, we're about if they would have it, we're going to be doing the kind of funny games cast spoiler cast for the Avengers, which will cover spoiling, obviously, the game and then talking at length because it's me and Fran about the end game and what's been going on there. Uh, yeah. When you say the ending was disappointed, do you, do you mean the story or the fights? Or the, all of it? And it can be both. It doesn't. A, a bit of both. Yeah. Like the fights, especially. Like I found. I. I, I they, they, they have a, like a ramp up towards the end, which I appreciate. I appreciate a climax. Um, but like in the game, I'm, I, I meant literally climax. Like in the. Sure you did. No, I, in all forms. In all forms. In all forms, honestly. Uh, I appreciate a good, a good climax. But in this game. Uh, you know, it had that, but at the same time, like the way in which they ramped it up in terms of combat didn't necessarily vibe with me. And also, like the story yeah. stuff, I was like, I could have called this from a mile away in terms of how this would have wrapped up. Like it was nothing special; it just sure. kind of wrapped up. Um, but overall, like I think the game's fine. Like the game's fine to good. I think it'll be good, like as time goes on. Like it's gonna get better and better. It's that type of, of game, and I think there's so much potential. Like I'm excited for Hawkeye to come out. Like I'll play, yeah. I'll play the mess out of that. Um, and probably put it down again until Spider-Man and then play the mess out of that and put it, put it down until the next thing. And I, it, I, I look forward to that rotation. I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how that exactly what you're talking about works out. Because I think there is, for me, you know, Destiny was cool and fun. And Destiny 1, you know, I beat the story. And then when we got to start doing grinding, I was just like, oh, I don't really, I don't like shooters this much. And I don't, I wasn't really part of it. Destiny 2 was a similar situation of I platinumed it. And then it was like, all right, now we're going to grind content till the next stuff. And I was like, ah, I'm good. I don't want to do that. For me, Avengers is this narrative single player game. Then with this games of service on top of it, this is, a, you know, I've played the shit out of Avengers since launch, right? I'm currently uh, a max level with Captain America. So he's level 50. And then I'm at power level 142 right now. The the max level on power level is 150 right now. I'm trying to get that. So I have a guy for the uh, end game content that they are doing once a week. I digress, though. That It's... It's all the stuff that Destiny set up that didn't work for me working for me here. Where it is that I do like, you know, uh, third-person action games. I do like being a superhero. I do like these combos and skill trees and mixing it up and getting different uh, effects and buffs or whatever off of that. It's, it you know, me being such a particular, you know, Goldilocks here of too hot, too cold, this is just right. Where it's like, it's the systems that I liked from Destiny mixed with a gameplay I like way more than f- first-person shooting. 
and a story in, in rather than be in space with this weird story it's the avengers right it's the marvel universe and so much of my enjoyment with it is you know that i'm having fun i enjoy being these characters i enjoy playing dress up and changing their outfits i enjoy playing with my friends i'm playing with people every night but it is also that it's good now i you know what i mean it's 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 because it, it, of course it, you, i get so hung up i was, I was having a conversation yesterday with uh, i was playing with a uh, joe scrabbles a made-up name in person and simon cardi from ign and it was that conversation i uh, maybe and actually maybe it was actually later in the night when i was playing with uh tamor hussein from GameSpot and andrew goldfarb from sucker punch where we were talking about it in it's just like any other games as a service you play and you shit on nonstop because of this oh, bug yeah. or that thing or this thing. You're, you're talking shit. But of course, I'm. this is my, what, seventh, eighth night in a row playing it. So I'm blurry eyed and going to bed at 1230. Like you're shitting on the thing you love and like all of his cracks showing through. But it's that conversation of I think that this is more interesting and playing as a launch game better than the original destiny did not by much you know what i mean in terms of like i'm not taking a shot at destiny that. Crap out of that. i think it's it's got a more promising start than that did and so i'm interested to see if they actually pay off it but to your point i'm more in, i'm also super interested in walking this line of people who are me who want to go grind it out and then want to go level the next character and the next character the next character and then also having you who is going to come back for hawkeye and then fuck off the the next hero or spider-man or whatever you know what i mean like they have this stuff in there right now that is there's the single player campaign and it's an avengers game that you can put as much as you want into it and i wonder if any of the story content they put out that's really cool is going to be locked behind like this is top level this is 150 you need to have it all maxed out or if it is like cool there's hawkeye stuff for you to go do and then that opens up more shit for us to go grind yeah oh like i i I definitely can't wait for uh for that and i i kind of stand by i said on a gamescast i think it was gamescast that Mm -hmm. i feel like this game needs like a competitive mode or something and i feel like i i still feel that way like the more and more i think about me coming out of this game the more and more i'm like man yeah this i think this game could use one or two more modes that would have help that longevity of it like me wanting to come back to or me wanting to build towards something because i'm very much when it comes to to multiplayer and where i find my i guess enjoyment i like i like competing i like that versus aspect and i think that that for me in destiny is something that kept me coming back the idea that destiny was like so good as a shooter that for me destiny 2 playing that in the competitive modes is what took half my time in that game and that was such a good like all right cool i'm gonna level up i'm gonna get this gun because i heard this gun is good and competitive uh all right cool got it all right let's see how this works and and that feedback was so great and i feel like marvel's avengers could have something like that not necessarily shooter right because obviously destiny is a first person shooter that works naturally and competitive but if they could figure out something like hey you are brawling to the finish against these NPCs and you have 100%. to finish before your opponent or you have to score higher combos than your opponent or something like that. I think that could I mean, be incredible. The hives are basically that, but you're working with your team where it is like get through these six floors of enemies, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. I think it makes total sense that you would go in there with your friends or your party or random and it's like, all right, you're being paired against this person. You're starting at the same spot with the same people in front of you, whoever gets it to the end. And I think exactly. it's interesting you know, to talk about it. Again, the conversation we were having last night of like, this versus the launch of destiny it's just flavor what flavor do you prefer thing right where i'm not trying to take destiny obviously is a fucking awesome game but it was that idea for me i was like oh i'm gonna patrol the moon again no thanks and it's like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it's these are it's a games of service you're doing the same shit over and over again in all of these games so you know to sign on and be like all right cool i'm fighting fucking abomination again i'm like all right like i'd rather do that and have that combo and stuff but that's a greg choice not a whoever choice of whoever is out there doing it in the same way that like just shooters don't 
appeal to me and i want to see that customization uh you know a whole bunch of different stuff a third per third person first person right. etc so on so on so on a lot more Avengers coming up. Gamescast this afternoon. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games or YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services tomorrow for Gamescast, the spoiler cast. Uh, also, yeah, as we talked about at the top of the show there, I started Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Uh, I was a huge Kingdoms of Amalur fan back when it originally launched uh, and was excited to get this, but it's the normal. Uh, it, it's a drought until it pours, right? Where I got Kingdoms of Amalur, and then I think two days later got the code for, or maybe even the next day got the code for Avengers, and that took up all my time and still continues to. So I've only put like an hour and a half, two hours into Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, but what I was shocked about starting it is that the gameplay still holds up. Like I, the whole, I went through the whole reviews yesterday on Games Daily. You know, uh, I, I see whatever he's talking about. John Ryan over at IGN gave it a six, and I think he's on point in terms of what he's talking about because he's talking about like, when the game launched, it did all these revolutionary things, but now it's this thing that, what, a decade later, it's we've seen this in just about every yeah. game. But it is still that idea of like when I turned it on and jumped back in and got the story going, going through. And if you're not familiar with it, right, like you get, you know, your different weapons, your different abilities, your different classes, but you can switch between all of that on the fly. So it's not like you are committed to being a brawler. You are committed to being a rogue. You are committed to being an archer. You have all of that at your disposal. And it's not like you're committed to one form of magic. You can swap all that in and out as you go. And something, again, that happens so often now. I think of even playing something like Odyssey, where I have so many different weapons and tools at my disposal. But playing kingdoms of amalur even for that short amount of time right and unlocking my first few spells having you know uh, the face button be assigned for the bow and arrow that i have all the time having you know different methods whether i'm going to stealth on stealth up on somebody and assassinate them from behind or run in brawling like you can even hear as i talk about that how many other games now let you do that but it is still awesome it is still fun in that game it is still cool it is also still everything it was before where the presentation is just like here you go and like oh okay like the menus and everything else to get into it uh it is you know i always described the original playthrough for me with kingdoms of amalur as a podcast game where i put it on and i would mute the game and listen to a podcast and just grind to where like the story i'm like i don't even know what's happening i don't even care i just know to go kill this thing or kill these things and collect that thing and come back and do it uh it's it was the same way immediately here where immediately i was into it and it keeps going and it's just like i don't really care about any of this can i just go have fun and kill you know the next enemy kill these wolves that are attacking this guy uh all of it holds up but it was that fun and this is also me greg miller who coined old game is old right it was a fun time capsule to go back there they have like to john ryan's uh, review over at ign again too like you talk about uh, re-releases right usually uh, not usually but often they go in and you know enhance it and do the spells it, it, these are the same fucking menus the same clunky systems like it is kingdoms of amalur and it's interesting because i think it was john Wright who was talking about the fact that it's the most convenient way to play this right it's not the best way necessarily it's just the most convenient way to play it in 2020 it was a fun time capsule i was i like jumping back in and playing it but i don't see myself sinking another whatever 30 50 hours into this thing and i know they're putting out new content eventually but again as somebody who's not like leaked linked into the story do i care too much about that would you make it would you recommend it at all to new players if anything i just said sound interesting and you're not getting that from another open world rpg on a console then yeah sure for sure mm -hmm. like i think it's i think the game's really colorful really beautiful it's got a style to it that reminds me of fable uh, i think the combat like i said is still silky smooth it's fluid it's fun to move between these different things it's fun to fight enemies and dodge roll and evade and get that on like that's what speaks to it i think it's a fun fairy tale kind of rpg 
Yeah, in a perfect in a perfect world where there weren't like a million things to play, I'd probably check it out because that's one that I I've heard so much about Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur, both from you and from a lot of other people. Yeah, uh, and whenever I hear it described, it always sounds like a great fun game. Um, but yeah, like seeing like seeing the reception from this release makes me makes me think like okay, it's not necessarily a thing I have to make time for, but yeah, exactly. Maybe if I find time, exactly. maybe if I find time for it, I might try it out. Yeah, and that's and I mean, you know, it's where the cards get dealt kind of thing. But it is just that idea of I think they just waited a bit too long. If you could have done this post Last of Us Part Two early or early in the generation for sure, but I mean earlier this year, just picked a different lane where it was where I feel like for a while we weren't starving by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of great games were coming out, but you know, you and I were going back and replaying stuff, right? Like I restarted Persona, Mm -hmm. we played through Shadow of the Colossus, like, and that's pretty recently. But now we're just at this precipice where like. You know, you're on that roller coaster, and you're we're just coming up to the first dr- uh, dip down, and we're gonna yeah. it's just gonna keep going like that as we continue to get to these new consoles in this fall and Assassin's Creed and Crash Bandicoot, and the list goes on of things that are gonna come out and demand your time, Cyberpunk, and so it is like, wow, this is cool and this is really fun, but it's I don't think it can compete on that level. Uh, and then the final thing I want to give a shout out to, I actually started it this morning before the podcast and I was kind of not upset, but like, oh man, I don't want to finish this. I started the suicide of Rachel Foster. We had talked oh, about, this I want to hear about this. We talked about this a while ago. It was supposed to come to PSN. Then it kind of got delayed and now it's out and it, you can, or it's about to be out. I think it is out. I know there's no embargo on what I'm talking about. I actually Didn't, checked. My yeah. I was going to say, we said it was out today, like a couple weeks ago. It was. Yeah. But then there was some, like it got super, not super delayed, but it got uh, done in real quick or whatever. Right. Um, gotcha. Hold on. This is very interesting. Cause not only do I, am I looking up here for the information about when it came out, what, what it's out, what I think I also have an email here. Okay, it comes out. It came out today, September 9th. It got delayed. Uh, this uh, when I was on vacation, it got delayed, and so now um, it's delayed to September 9th. Out right now, twenty bucks PSN. Hiram did email me back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Wait, what did you ask him? Uh, I sent him. I sent well, when we were having the discussion in the beginning. I mm-hmm. sent the email. Subject line: Explain yourself. Body of the te- body of text. What are you on about? Because I want to know what That's is great. going on here. You know what I mean? That's a great way to ask it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Okay. Here, I'm going to read this letter from Hiram. You ready? Yep. Hi, Greg. My name is Hiram Reed. I started listening to Beyond about the time of the PlayStation outage and have been a, and have been a part of the kind of funny uh, have been a part of kind of funny since the beginning. I was even the guy who asked you what your favorite food was in your Gregway YouTube channel before Kind of Funny. I've met you on a few occasions, PSX twice in Portillo's in Arizona. See picture below. Recently, I wanted to try to eat better and get healthier. I turned 41 years old last January. Yes, I'm old, smiley emoji. Uh, I got tired of being uncomfortable in my own skin and being a big guy and feeling exhausted. In the last eight months, I have lost 102 pounds. Wow. 310 pounds down to 208 pounds uh, photos below. It has really changed my life. I'm more active now, feel better, have more energy, and like what I see in the mirror. In August, I had an idea. I'm sure there are other best friends in the kind of funny community that felt the way I did and could use a little help like I got help. I wanted to see if I could connect and reach out to the best friends and let them know uh, I could help them out if they choose and and desire to. I don't want to come off as salesy or pushy, but I wanted to offer my advice slash assistance to those who need it. I thought the Patreon producer shout out would be a good option. 
I emailed Joey asking if I could use my email address as my Patreon producer na name shout out and didn't hear a response. So I just went ahead and did it. I don't know if that goes against kind of funny guidelines or rules by using your email address. I don't want to cause trouble. Smiley emoji. I hope this all makes sense. Sorry for being long winded. I just thought you should know the whole story. Thanks. Hiram Root. Holy fuck. That's awesome. Hold on. Kevin, can you bring up uh, yeah, actually, YouTube? Channel? Yeah, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to send Kevin. I'm going to send you the, the before and after photos. Here. All right. Hold on. Cause Hold we gotta, on. we gotta like get people to subscribe to hire him on YouTube. Cause this is awesome. But like, this is the only time this works. Next time, we won't let this happen. This kid's trying to be smart. Well, yeah, no, I mean, like, this is of just course. a, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna we get started. Yeah, exactly. We started this kind of funny, Kevin. Yeah. I'm sending it to you on Slack. Here they come. Oh, you asked me to do something in the middle of the show that I don't understand. Sorry. Um, there on you the go. bottom there's right corner, images. there's a little thing that you can open up called Control Center that allows you to change the light temperature. Uh, for me. No. no, for me. So you're talking about on Discord? No, 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 no. The control center, the 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 lights, the the. Who set up your lights? Lucy James gave me this out of her bedroom when it was pitch black out here, and I was trying to stream Avengers at night. Oh, okay, never mind. I just have a key light over here. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh yeah, you, there's key light software that you, you can change the color. Uh, I'm matter. sure Tim has it as always, because Tim has everything okay. at his house. Why are you so share mad all the time? Dude. I don't know why Tim gets four bells and whistles. I'm on I 19 I'm shows a day. I think um, my Tim and Nick fucking show farts on Internet Explorers. Everybody fucking shits their pants. It's so great. Show farts on Internet Explorer. I mean, that show is <laughs> great. <though>. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some sort of like it won't let me download this. Up oh, there we go. Oh, whoops! Open that in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I remember this I kid. It. I met this I guy. Yeah, I do too. When I see the photo, I remember Hiram. Yeah. Switch to browser. There is. That's Hiram. All right, so this is Hiram at 310 pounds. And then hold on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rushing. I'm not. The system's fighting back. This is Hiram here. Wow, at that's great. Good for him. Dude, good for you, for Hiram, man. Everybody. That's awesome. Oh for wait, Hiram. hold on, hold on. He's got an echo. So who's got an echo? Right there. Bottom oh, good. left. I have an echo. Yeah, I know. And like you know, it's great. We make fun of you behind your back a lot because of that. Again, just you and Tim farting around on this thing. Yeah. Look at this. So look at look at we got nineteen Elgato mics. Cool. Put them in my basement. Don't send them out to people. Great. Thanks, Tim. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, he got it yesterday. And Tim also, Tim's also like, I'm gonna kill party mode. Fun times. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I like how you, you you had to grab something that the people would react to. I got. Really? I know how to play these people like a fiddle. <laughs> what echo are we talking? This are we is talking about channel? Amazon Echo. Echo. Yeah, the the little bot pod. Like Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Alexa. Alexa. You. I have an Echo. Of course you do. You're a smart, informed consumer. Yeah, no, they're he's great. not. No, he, look at. I'm sure you both got them for free. No, no, I, I got it. For, I got it for like a good like ten dollars because it was on sale. There you go. It was great. All right, back to the suicide of Rachel Foster. Wait, so we're not Available. talking about his YouTube channel? No, we just did. There you get healthy with Hiram, right? right Wasn't that that's fun. his email address? Remember you were fun. I don't remember that at all. Uh, PlayStation uh, 4, Xbox One today, but I play, I'm play. i playing it on PlayStation 4. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back to it today. So it's gone home with Firewatch with The Shining, Ooh. where it's a very similar thing where I stepped in not knowing what to really expect out of it. And so if it wasn't for the press release saying uh, the, the, literally the line is horror thriller, the suicide of Rachel Foster is available now, I would still be in this place of, and, I, and it still is of like, what is going to happen here? So the idea is that you play first-person perspective. Uh, this woman, Nicole, your mom had died a long time ago from a disease. I haven't found out what, right? I think it might have been Alzheimer's. It might have been cancer. Uh, she had left you a letter to be read when your father died. 
you read it and it's very much talking about how this woman is interesting. Suicide of Rachel Foster. I didn't know what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. This woman, Rachel Foster, had this is all revealed in the opening, uh, had an affair with your father and then she killed herself. And the affair with your father blew up your family, right? And you and your mom left where you were living with your father, uh, which was this hotel he ran in uh, Montana, I believe, like outskirts of Montana, or not outskirts, the, you know, nowhere in Montana. It's up in like yeah. the mountains. Uh, and so now that he's died, you've come back, you have this letter from your mom, you, you know, the funeral happened, and then you had to go to the hotel basically to be like, final inspection get anything you wanted, and then they're just going to sell the hotel. So you're supposed to be in and out. You hate the place, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm in there right now. It was supposed to be, you know, you're just in there for 20 minutes or whatever, as she said, to get your stuff. Uh, however, there was a snowstorm that blew in. And so now you're in the hotel, and you have a cell phone. And it's it's a, a time thing. I think it's in the 90s somewhere. Uh, but So it's like a giant cell phone. And you're communicating with one dude from FEMA, Irving, who talks to you and is like helped your fa- father with the place. So he knows the place really well. So you're talking to him in the firewatch sense of it. You're exploring the place, you know, putting together what exactly happened. Cause the, your father hadn't had, you haven't been there in 10 years. Your father hadn't had guests at the hotel for a while either. He was struggling as you find stuff. He's struggling to pay the bills kind of thing. And so on top of that, there's this layer of then Rachel's suicide and what that meant and where all that went. And so like, it's this, what it started off as just this cool, like, well, what, what would I do in the situation of being trapped? And then became, no, no. Now it's this like mystery of like, what's really going on here. And like, what d- does you know, the FEMA dude know more than he's letting on. And then it's this thing of like, but like, you got a strange phone call. Like I'm fucking in, like I'm so in. And as I think oh. I started, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, it's this game that I has a cool title and I it sounds like a Greg ass game, but would it be a Greg ass game? And it is a Greg fucking ass game. I'm all about That's it. That's awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah, 101, 101 games made it. Uh, 20 bucks on PSN right now. Having a great time. I I think I did a uh, how long to beat thing. I think it's a three and a half hours for the main story. Ooh. So I'm enjoying myself. I'm probably halfway that through. That sounds kind of meaty for this kind of game. Because I, I yeah. kind of uh, um, analogize it. I don't know if that's a real, real word, but I'm making it. It is now. Uh, I analogize it with like what remains of Ethan Finch or yeah. the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Like that yeah. And I don't know if it's just because the name flows the same way. but. Sure. If that's what it is, I'm totally in for it. Like the idea of it being like Gone Home mixed with Firewatch in terms of that, in terms of like the back and forth conversation kind of stuff. To your that thing, sounds really cool. To it being a longer than you'd think it would be, it's doing such a great job of even what an hour and a half, two hours in right now for me, probably an hour and a half. Uh, I still don't know what's about going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, I is there going to be a ghost around the thing, or is the the corner, or is this more of a uh, a mystery game of like I don't have a full picture of what's going on in the family tree kind of thing. And she started, Nicole's starting to get really into it and like putting up notes and like reviewing evidence. And I think something crazy is happening with time. It feels like time, not in terms of if time's moving for me, but I'm finding older things that are like, oh, she's like, oh, I thought that you got lost at that one time that girl came over. And so it's like, did it get lost? Did somebody hide it? Did a ghost hide it? Are things falling through time portals into different? I don't know yet. I don't know. You know what would be, I don't know where where this would fit if this would be like a games cast thing or a PSLV thing or or where this would go. But like a ranking of walking simulators over the last decade, I feel like would be a really fun idea. That'd be a great one. I'd love to do that. that out there. Okay, cool. We can I'll put it on the top of the show list here, and we can just okay. do it. we can do the 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 uh, tournament again too. You know? Ooh, yeah, like a bracket, a walking sim yeah. Bra- bracket. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, you hit the button. Do you have something to say? I was just gonna say, like, until today, we, I've never considered adding lights to your setup just because of the way you're sitting in front of a giant window. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been using this light since uh, the Avengers stream. 
to try to balance the light because it's been off, you know, in general. Because you know, I'll bring you some lights. I'm bringing. I'll bring you some lights. You want two lights and a new mic and uh, maybe uh, like in 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 system graph or you know the capture card. Sure. I don't know what that is, but yeah, okay, sure. That'll open up like here's the thing: we're clearly never getting out of this fucking hell. So I have to suck it up and just yeah, we have to. You can come over here and we can figure this out. All right, all right. I like how dark you want. You could move me to the nook too. We could do something in there. Yeah, man, whatever you want, we could do it. You tell me. I don't know what the nook is. Greg looks like Dark Greg. You know, he looks like Evil Greg in the in the darkness. I mean, again, it's something. He's just. I understand that you guys can't. You've seen some images. I'm sure you're sick of them on social media. I look out my window right now. It is pumpkin orange in the sky. It's one thirty around. The. no, I guarantee if I do that, I'll never get it back to where it needs to go. We're not done for with content for the day. I'm it's not about cra- to it, dude. It's 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 insane here. I know it's we've talked about it a there. lot, but like it's, it's like I feel like it's only getting worse too. Where it's yeah. like it very much is like How Persona is it? Four Golden to be a nerd. Like it feel, it feels like, yeah, like yeah, that kind of Yeah, thank you. If like you didn't look at the time, like could you guess what time it was? Because with the amount of work that I've done right now, like I just looked over and I was like, oh. That doesn't seem right, but what are, what are you going to do? <laughs> sure. I can't tell you how fucked up it was to sit here and play the Suicide of Rachel Foster today, right? And, and, be, oh, right. Know, and I'm sitting there and I'm playing it right there on the couch. And it's like, it looks and feels like it did when it was 1030 and I was playing Avengers right. last night. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Like, that's, it, I don't know how, yeah. you, if you're in Alaska listening to us right now, I don't know how you do it. You know what I mean? Well, that's they got the thing. Like, I watched, they're mentally prepared. I watched the it's all light. It's all black. I've seen what's going on. Up there. You, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, like the long days or yeah. the long yeah. days. The, like, yeah. they're ready. They know that that's coming. This is just like yeah. we woke up one day and, like, shit was just backwards. Like, yeah, like I who knew you like, could wake up so dark? and it's not a blue sky? Well, you broke, we got, woke up to a yellow sky that turned or- dark orange. This shit's terrifying. If like if there was like a giant tentacle creature that started walking down the street, I would not be surprised. I'd be like, not all right, at all. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, yeah. yeah no, yeah, at cool. this point, at this point, twenty twenty, it's just gonna yeah. get you. Whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna get you. Uh, blessing. I had a reader right. mail question here, but I'm gonna save it for the post show. All right. It's gonna be obviously the twenty fifth anniversary of the PlayStation One releasing here in the United States today. That's you know the original PlayStation, not the PS One. You know what I mean? Uh, years. We have a question here about what do we miss. For th- from things from PlayStation's past. That's James Davis. Ooh. If you want us to talk, hear us talk about that, you need to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where we do a post show after each and every episode. Uh, before we get out of here, though, I do want to do a trophies and chill segment, of course. This is where you can write in to, uh, with your trophies talk, uh, with your PSN name to be judged, where we go to PSN profiles and look at your stuff. But we have a new service here that I'm not sold on, but I think others would be sold on, all right? This isn't, to my knowledge, any kind of uh, ad thing either. And I say that in terms of like Mark from Australia wrote in about this. I don't think Mark from Australia is going to benefit financially from this. Mark from Australia wrote in that patreon.com slash kind of funny games. and says this. Hi, Greg and blessing. I wanted to write in today to bring attention to an hours played tracking website for PlayStation 4 users. No I'm not sure if you've been made aware of this on an earlier show. If so, I apologize. But if not, here it is. You add the account to your PS4 as a friend, and then whenever you finish playing a game, it will message you the hours you just played and also include your total hours played. You can also view hours played per game on the website using the code the account messages you on the PlayStation 4. So the link to this website is ps-timetracker.com. ps-timetracker.com. I am obsessive about wanting to know how long I played a game, blessing. Same. And especially when it's, you do something like DC Universe Online or I think Avengers, where it's like, 
night after night, hour after hour. Like, what is my lifetime total on these things going to be for games and services? Kevin? But uh, won't it be inaccurate because you get a lot of games early and then have to set your stuff to private? So I imagine the way this works is if if you have it shared with your friends, it's doing some back-end magic stuff. Yeah, but- like it's reading, it's reading it from its friends list that it can see and just like stop watching it. 100%. There, and that's the whole thing I was going to bring up before I was rudely... Inter- I'm just kidding. You're making a show. Uh, can you bring up... I didn't hyperlink it, but the first, the, I saw you, I think, go in and get it from the main doc here of what the website itself looks like, right? Because it's PS-Time Tracker. Uh, you go there. You can look at all this different stuff. So you add it as a friend on PSN. You just play, and then it does this. But there's a bunch of limitations I thought were interesting on it that are kind of bummers, right? So similar to what you're talking about. Uh, the one before that, actually, if you don't mind, Kevin. I, like I said, it wasn't hyperlinked. It's Yeah, there you go. Uh, the limitations are this though right you have to be online and time cannot be tracked while you're playing offline or appearing as offline so right there like you said kevin that'd be an issue for us but that's first world problems who cares uh limitation here though it obviously doesn't know how long you've played before tracking started which means any of the game you're starting from scratch when you add it as a friend which is a bummer i think here we go too unfortunately it also tracks suspended games for example while you're watching netflix slash prime and a game is running in the background putting your playstation in a rest mode will stop tracking but if you're doing the thing yeah (laughs) right where you're you're close the app and jump out it's one of those again i think in the you got a message uh, once a day if you've played more than 30 minutes i think it's a cool idea there's a few limitations that for me trip me up to a place where i didn't want to use it but I did want to toss it out there for other people. And so, yeah, now if you can go to that uh, other profile, though, uh, Mark from Australia shared his profile for us to see. And you can see how this is, right? Uh, he's been a member since uh, July 4th, uh, 2020. Uh, and then it's got all this different stuff. So Rugby League Live 4. Oh he's played 105 God. hours of. Since through, July 4th? 75 sessions. You know what I mean? Underneath that is Death Stranding. Uh, he's played 17 hours of. And I read that, that as Rocket League. <laughs> rugby League. Yeah, Rugby what? League. You played that much rugby league? He's in Australia. If he was playing Madden, you wouldn't bat an eye. You wouldn't bat an eye. I guess that's true. I guess he wasn't. You know what I mean? He's in Australia. Is he? Is that confirmed? Do we know he's in Australia? It's what his name's Mark from Australia. Australia. All right, you need to take a nap before we do game. (laughs) Hey man, a lot of people are from Australia. Are they in Australia? Where? Where's uh, your roommate from? What's her face? You know her name. Lucy, she's from Lucy, Britannia. Lucy? Okay. Is she in Britannia? No, no. She's here in the good old U.S. of A. Bam. Got him, bless. You know what I mean? Bam. Oh. Got him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been P.S. I love you. XOXO. Lucy, somebody wrote in and said they're Mark from Australia. I think that's safe to say they're in Australia. You wouldn't write into a show and say I'm Lucy from Britannia. No, he, he's Mark from Australia. So he's in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. See? I think, you know, I think he's from Australia. Why would Mark Mark? Blessing's a flip flop Fairweather fan. Kevin's I giving didn't me shit. Read and the full name. He, he, didn't, right yeah, he didn't even know. He's like, he's, how do yeah. we know Mark's from Australia? It's his fucking honest, name. That's how we know. I've been I on DoorDash the last five minutes. To me right now. I, 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 I can't. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO. Remember, each and every week, Blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. Remember that next week, episode 37, is Greg Miller's lock that that will be the last time we ever have a PSI Love You where we, do, we might not know. The price and release date. Episode 38, we'll definitely know. Guaranteed. Take it to the bank. Don't worry about it.
Uh, we'd love it if you support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash games to ask us questions, get the show ad-free, watch it usually live as we record it. Right now, everybody's doing it. Usually, it's windowed behind Patreon. Uh, plus, you get the post show we are about to do. If you have no bucks to toss our way, though, it's no big deal. YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morn. Blessing. Greg. You did a great job today. I want you to know that. You too. Thank you. you. Killed it. Kevin, you were fantastic as always. Am I do am I doing the post show live stream or I stop the stream? Portillo, you're great too. I think you're stopping it, right? I think we talked about it that we're basically recording the YouTube version that can then just go boop right up on YouTube and be done with it. Well, and then the Patreon stuff gets p- stitched together as usual. Yeah, exactly. So then I so you like stop the about the meeting yesterday. Restart it. Right. Got it. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>